Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, Chris Hart and Gary Dickman, the Sports Animals, on ESPN Honolulu. It's Aloha Friday. <laughs> Stay dry today. Sports Animals time with uh, Gary and Chris. Uh, Tanner Hayworth back at the uh, control room in the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu. Uh, top stories we're following today, really the weather, because this pertains to your sporting life. This weekend, this pertains to soccer players, Little League baseball players, golfers, and University of Hawaii baseball. I don't know Little League was going on right now, but uh, well, for others... there, there's Little League, there's uh, uh, all the different youth leagues. I should say youth leagues, because oh. the people in Pony and Cal Ripken, they don't get all the credit they deserve. So youth baseball leagues going on right now. Okay, I didn't know any of those leagues were starting, but we do know well, UH you have to baseball. go outdoors once in a while and you'll spot them on the... I hear yeah. fairly often from you. Anyway, for <laughs> UH baseball, that's, I think, the big concern. I can't remember an opening night being postponed. And uh, it, we don't know officially if it will, but the forecast, I saw one last night, that 90% chance tonight of rain, which is very, very high, just a matter of how much they can endure there. And it's not looking good. Rich Hilt indicated to us yesterday that you know they've already got contingency plans. Wright State is already here until Monday night. They were planning mm-hmm. to have a little fun on Monday. They might be having a little fun at the less, and we'll see if there's any update throughout <laughs> the day today about the game tonight. Hopefully they're not, not having fun at our expense. Come on. No, we but don't I mean, want to have that much fun. We want no. them to go back miserable. That's true. Here's that's the, true. Here's the forecast, uh, at least for today. Uh, thunderstorms this morning, rain this afternoon, pretty much the same thing. You might flip-flop it which way uh, tomorrow. So if we're looking at uh, lots of rain today and tomorrow, um, they're here till Monday night, a holiday Monday. Maybe you play two on Sunday if it starts clearing and two on Monday. I mean, maybe you can't get all four in. Yeah, and there's, there's all those kind of possibilities. And, you know, and I saw what Stephen Sy wrote that Rich Hill was talking about, maybe only having a single game tomorrow. And I was wondering if it's already scheduled for a doubleheader. Why? I guess for opening day, opening night, you probably want to have that a single game if possible. And also with the weather, maybe it's safer that way just to have a single game tomorrow if it comes down to that. If it comes down to that. And I, I'm, well, I'm planning on going tomorrow night. And nothing worse than going to – I mean, you go to any other sporting event, doesn't get rained out. Football – almost never gets canceled or postponed because of weather. Baseball, it happens, and uh, I'm hoping there's a game tomorrow night because I plan on being there for that and Wahine basketball, but hopefully they'll get some games in this week. You know, I don't know. I mean, do you want to go down to the stadium? Well, I'm not going to say that. That's I, I'm going to hurt attendance, but I, I think you'd have more of a fan experience waiting a day in better weather than going down in the rain. I don't know. I, I, I shouldn't have said that. Tanner, hit that red button there. 
<laughs> You're right. I've been there through a, a lot of rain, and uh, it's, it's part of the deal sometimes. Some people will uh, scatter and take don't, cover. Don't build on it. Ignore it, because we're trying to get everyone to go down. Well, for. I've sat through rain, rain there, and it's okay. That's what I'm saying. It's okay. Just, just accept it. Here's the good news. Yeah. Uh, most of the stadium is covered. Right? Mm, no? Yeah, probably uh, not most. Not most. Uh, stand on the concourse. Yeah, that's, and that's what people do. Or they just move up to the covered area. So, you know, there'll be, I'm sure, that uh, access if uh, you want. What? And, uh, well, in fact, we'll have Scott Robb joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk about baseball. He'll be, uh, I'm hoping, I'm, I'm sure, hoping the same thing as us, that weather will clear. But at least to get the games in, if even if it's not tonight, uh, they'll have at least three games, if not all four, this weekend. Against a good, a good team in Wright State that has won the Horizon League. They've been in the NCAA tournament. So might not be a name like some of the Pac-12 teams that we played or a Vanderbilt like last year, but they are a quality opponent. Yeah, I mean, if you're a college baseball fan, they are a name. You know, a lot of these volleyball teams, we're like, oh, who's that? <laughs> well, you know what? They're pretty good. Uh, so anyway, all right, Scott Robbs, uh, let's text uh, back in the studio. Maybe, uh, uh, Tanner, you can just text Coach Rich Hill if he's uh, wakey-wakey this morning. Uh, we can see if there's uh, any new update. Maybe just give him a text, not a call, and see what he says. Thank you for that. Uh, we move on. Um, let's see. We've got uh, Rainbow Warrior and Wahine basketball happening tomorrow. Tomorrow. You got it right, finally. Yes, Thank it is you. Tomorrow. And for the Rainbow Wahine at home, they won't get rained out or canceled or postponed. They're playing a tough team, very tough team. In fact, Long Beach State on the women's side is in first place at 12-2. and two. So it's going to be a tough opponent. But Hawaii's won three in a row, four out of five, and that's with a depleted lineup. It's going to be tougher, again, with the, you know, the best team in the conference record-wise. But this team has been moving up in the standings of late. And with only seven games left, I mean, every game is that critical. So uh, five games left, excuse me. So um, six games left. I was in the middle there. Uh, this, this is crunch time, as some people like Artie Wilson would say. These games are critical for both the men and the ladies. Mm, all right. Uh, okay, so we can get into that in uh, just a bit. But uh, one of the headlines, it was great to see Tiger Woods yesterday at his tournament, the tournament he hosts, the Genesis Invitational. Uh, this, by the way, I don't know if it really has anything to do with this anymore, but this is where he uh, crashed his car two years ago around right. this time during the Genesis. Uh, but, um, you know, during the Pro-Am, he picked his ball up after 16 holes. So you thought, uh-oh, he's not feeling well or whatever. Um Actually, let me back up a little bit. Beep, 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 beep. Thank you, Gary. The um, Yesterday, he started out, and there was, like, no limp. And people were like, wow, he's really doing well. But he did pick his ball up after 16 holes in the pro-am, probably because it's like, hey, you know what? I'm starting to limp a little. Let me just – I'm good. I'm good for now. So it was yesterday. Um, I guess he was uh, – I don't know what the cut line is going to be, but he wasn't doing great. And then he birdies the last three holes, total t in Tiger Woods fashion. He has, it's like Tiger's, he was playing like Tiger, six of 14 fairways. Um, that's not a lot. Uh, his approach shots were great. Uh, his, uh, um, hitting his green, hitting the green, whatever it's called. Yeah, I'm an expert. It was, uh, I mean, he was pretty good. And then you saw those last three putts. I mean, just getting him that close to the pin, eight feet away, I think was on the 18th. It was nice. It, it, that's, you know what? That's what sports is all about. And you, if you get a chance, tune in because you, you, you're not going to see Tiger Woods that much anymore. He's not playing. He's only going to play probably the majors in this, maybe another one or two tournaments at the most 
a year. He just can't play as much anymore. So enjoy Tiger Woods while you can. If you're stuck in uh, from the rain from this weekend, enjoy the Genesis Invitational. I heard he was the only golfer yesterday to birdie the last three holes, too. So great finish for him. Well, that's, that's pretty tough to birdie three holes in a, the last three holes in a row. I mean, it's tough to birdie three holes in a row, period. That's what makes it such a cool story. Yeah. It's always more interesting if Tiger Woods is in a tournament and even better if he's competing for a title or championship, at least in the running. Well, uh, he's five but, shots back. Well, I, I'm not saying he is yet. I'm just saying it just makes it so much more interesting, I think, for the casual golfer. If you're a golf fan, you're going to watch every tournament with the same interest, maybe more if he's in it. But for casual fans, yeah, I'd have my eyes glued if he's playing on Sunday, that's for sure, and has a chance. Right. Okay, those are our headlines uh, today uh, with the Sports Animals in the Morning on ESPN Honolulu, 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. Uh, as you mentioned, Scott Robbs is going to join us, oh, I don't know, about uh, 25 minutes from now. Uh, Super Bowl champion Marcus Kemp a little later on in the program as well. And we didn't talk volleyball yet, but a nice win last night by the Rainbow Warriors. Oh, they, sorry. They, they lost <laughs> that should city. have been our first headline. I'm sorry, I have it written down, and I got caught up in Tiger Woods. Go ahead. They lost a set. That was almost the biggest Very disappointing. <laughs> Very disappointing. First of all, get rid of that clown coach because, I mean, come on. What are you thinking? Jeez. I seriously think uh, Charlie's Wade's need, jobs need to be evaluated. <laughs> Hopefully he's not listening right now. Actually, I hope he is. He is but, listening. He's, but, very, he, he's, he's not very happy with us lately. Yeah, apparently. Maybe it's been more than lately. But they do win. That's the important thing. Uh, first home match, as we've been saying, in over uh, almost actually a little over a month. Uh, they don't have Jakob Teller giving him rest on the sore knee. And uh, I mean – from the outside looking at this team, two-time defending national champions, all starters back, you know they're the favorite. You know they're number one and all that. The only thing, or the main thing that I think is a concern is their health. If they are having any injuries, better to have it now, of course, but if you are having anybody like a Jakob Tella, you know, out for any length of time near the end of the season, that is a major concern. But Brett Sheward stepped in last night, and Charlie mentioned that with us the other day when we asked about what he learned about some of the players depth-wise on that road trip when he played so many players, and he mentioned Brett stepping in from the libero to the setter and did a really, really good job. So you already have somebody who's an adequate backup, but I, I think that's a concern maybe moving ahead because he's been rested a lot, uh, Jakob Tell, and hopefully he'll be fine, especially when, con when conference play starts. Yeah, I mean, do we know that he has a sore knee, or is it just load management so it doesn't come back? I, I, we don't know, so I just want to make that a little bit clearer. But maybe it's, maybe hey, he's fine, but we want to just make sure, so let's bring Sheward in. All right, uh, big stars of the uh, matches last night, Demi Muklius, 20 slam downs. Uh, the pride of Iolani School, Cole Hoagland, 10 slam downs. Spiros Hakas, 16 slam downs. Uh, Chaz Galloway with seven himself. Very impressive night for the Rainbow Warriors. So uh, Hawaii wins 25 to 14. Uh, they uh, they lost 25 to 22. The second one, I don't know what they were thinking. I'm <laughs> just teasing. Uh, they come back uh, strong in the third set, 25 to 15, and finish up 25 to 23. So Hawaii improves to what's our record like? Ten. 20 wins and zero losses or well, something? 10 and 0. This oh, year. okay. Only ten and zero. Well, only ten and zero, and you lose a set. That's very disappointing. <laughs> You're upset that they're undefeated. Basically. Who's the assistant coach on this team? 
What's that? What's that kid from Kamehameha? What's his name? Oh, um, Capone Fay. Capone Fay. He should be the head coach. <laughs> I mean, come on, Tanner. Text Charlie that as well. Text, text Charlie and let him know that uh, you know we expect him to set down, step down today because he lost a set. Yeah, it's very disappointing. Only twenty five sets in a row they've won. Couldn't make it to thirty. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Uh, what's his name? Capone Fay. I bet Capone Fay would bring him to thirty and zero easily. Well, they're on a two set winning streak right now. Hopefully, five after tonight. <laughs> oh, we're just being silly. All right, it's quarter after six. Uh, traffic is, is I, I think some people trying to stretch this maybe into a four-day weekend. We'll see how traffic is. Weather-wise, again, uh, at least today and tomorrow, we've got some rain and thunderstorms, so be safe. We'll be right back on ESPN Honolulu. Oh, before we go, though, uh, let me remind you that coming up on Wednesday at Growler Hawaii um, in Kapahulu, it's the really big road show number eight. Uh, new time again, remember, from 5 to 7 p.m. at Growler, Hawaii. And uh, live on location guests include, let's see, we've got Bob Coolin, we've got Jerome Hook Freeman, and we have got, uh, let's see, uh, state champion uh, basketball coach Dan Hale. And let's see, we've got, uh, oh, uh, Andre Illigan. Yes. UH Rainbow Warrior tennis stud and his coach are going to be there. So come on down and join us. We've got great food and prizes and Heineken and Dos Equis on special, too. Uh, let's check the traffic. Be right back with the animals on ESPN Honolulu. Starting where the mountains left me, I have another traffic update in less than 15 minutes. Uh, rain today, thunderstorms. Uh, be prepared for that for the next couple of days. All right. Chris Hart and Gary Dickman celebrating Michael Jordan's birthday today. He turns the big 6-0, and Jim Brown is 87. He can still beat you up. Jim Brown, 87. That one I was not aware. Wow, he is 87. But, yeah, Michael Jordan, just the sound of him being 60 doesn't sound right. Why? Because he's in the 80s. Well, he also played in the 90s when he won championships. You said that on your 70th birthday. You're like, yeah, that Gary Dickman, <laughs> 70, doesn't you're right. joking. I wonder what it's like to turn 60. I'll find out, I'm sure, in a few years, like many of us. <laughs> but, it, it, you oh, know, you, you can't, can you picture Michael Jordan as old? You can't. But we have to, I guess. 60, 60 is, is the new 50. Come on. Or just a number, old. as people say. It but, is. I know, but it just. 60 is not old anymore. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah, All right, that's true. move on. Okay, this is something I want to bring up, and I read about this, and it might sound really far-fetched, but I would not be surprised if it actually takes place in the next few years. We had an event last uh, Sunday called the Super Bowl, and we'll ask Marcus Kemp about that next hour. And there was a suggestion that the NFL at some point might make it a pay-per-view event. <laughs> and doesn't that sound crazy, crazy, no! but for the no, NFL? That sounds, that sounds like today. It sounds like something they actually could, would, and maybe even should do from their perspective. And it was that pro football talk that I read about it, and they're saying, well, they're not going to get 100 million people watching it. Oh, really? It's a Super Bowl. You, you're still going to have the same audience. They're just going to have to pay it. They suggested if it's $100, $100 for the Super Bowl. They're still going to – I don't think they would lose much of an audience at all. You know, if they if they, if they they have – what was it, 113 million yeah, people? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's, I'm guessing I – don't, I don't know television, but that's, I'm guessing, 
113 television sets watching, right? Yeah, they don't know how many people are watching each set, so yeah. Okay, so it's probably at least 200 million. Then that would be the case, right? I mean, I was at a Super Bowl party that had 30, 40 people. There's, um, there's, the, the point is, if you, at least, okay, making two, the networks who make $2.7 million a commercial, right? Some We've heard a little less, we've heard a little more, whatever it is. Let's just say it's $2.7 million for every 30-second commercial. Um, can you still charge $2.7 million if it's pay-per-view? Well, one thing they did the math for us, if they get 100 million people paying $100, it would right. come out to $2.5 billion in revenue. Not, if so it was $25 you million. You know what? Yeah. Make it commercial free then. If it was twenty <laughs> excuse me, if it was twenty five million people, twenty five million, only a four less than a fourth of the audience t- uh, last week. That's that, that's disappointing. They would charge a hundred bucks? Well, that's just a suggestion. They're just throwing out a for for, for oh, instance. Okay. Uh there's nothing that the NFL has indicated yet, but it does make sense and with everything else there's supposedly looking into maybe having Amazon Prime having a special night of the week and that is pay per view. Then the Thursday night package. What do you mean little, Amazon Prime having, having a special a Tuesday night, night of the game week. A, a Tuesday night game that could be just pay per view. That's been talked about apparently. Oh there's an idea. I mean I'm I'm not excited about the pay part, but Yeah. And that wouldn't be a hundred I don't think that would be a hundred. There was no price indicated. But if you if you only had twenty five million paying that, that's two point five billion dollars. That's pretty incredible. So you're saying that they would charge a hundred dollars for a Tuesday night football game? No, no, no. The, two, the that number is for a Super Bowl. They didn't they didn't they didn't throw out a dollar figure. It wouldn't be that I would assume for a Tuesday yeah. night regular season game. Yeah. And we've seen pay per view take over. We've seen again, you know, Amazon Prime. Not everybody had or has, but they wanted to get people to subscribe, so they paid a fortune for that package. Yeah. Uh, Direct TV. Remember, if you have the Sunday. A morning NFL Sunday ticket that was on DirecTV forever, no more. It is now going to be on YouTube next year. Mm. It is being moved already, so more money involved. And that's not pay-per-view, but you're still, in a way, it is. Basically the same thing. You're paying for that package. Yeah, well, if it's not pay-per-view. That's not pay-per-view is a brand name, not a not But same principle, same principle. Yeah, you just have to pay for it from somebody else. And YouTube, now correct uh, Tanner, YouTube is owned by Google. Oh, okay, so you, so Google, Amazon, and Walmart—they're taking over the world. This is some kind of sci-fi movie that we're living in right now. <laughs> they say there are UFOs out there in the last week, maybe with all those balloons and stuff. But well, technically they are unidentified flying objects. True. But what about those swirly blue lights above Hawaii? And now they have some kind of green lights above Hawaii. I literally, and I know you're going to laugh, but when I, when I was driving home last night, it wasn't lightning. There was a big white flash in the sky, like a small one, but it was very bright. I don't know what it was. It didn't seem like lightning, and I was wondering what it was, and I wasn't seeing things, but it was crazy. Maybe another balloon that had lights. Were you but, at a bar before uh, you were driving I don't, home? You know, I don't drink. I'm not Chris yeah, Hart. Yeah, right. I'm not Chris Hart. I can't remember the last time I've had a drink. When's the last time you had one of your uh, mojitos? I had a Midori Sour probably in Las Vegas last <laughs> no, August. No, you don't admit that out loud. I know. So please. Chris, I had a Midori Sour. All right. Uh, but last August, I think, was my last drink, my last intake. Right. Are you sure Scott it wasn't Rock? the lights over the freeways? 
No, it wasn't. It, no, it wasn't. I actually thought that for a second, but I mean, it was way high up, higher up in the sky. Half yeah. the lights don't work in the freeway anyway, so. Well, they did. They did before people started stealing all the copper. That's true. Over your, <laughs> so you hear about this? The uh, the uh, the um, the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, the beloved Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, uh, was parked outside a Las Vegas hotel. Somebody somebody stole the catalytic converter. Oh, they stole the catalytic <laughs> converter from the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. What is this world coming to? Man, first I that, mean, then pay per view for the Super Bowl. What is this world coming to? <laughs> these things, these catalytic converters, sell for thousands of dollars. There's platinum and rhodium in them. Plus, and people keep it, stealing everyone's catalytic converters. Right, and so the um, the so this is my my poor neighbor. Somebody stole the catalytic converter from her car. The uh, uh, here's a story, and uh, about a man named Brady. A, a lady, and here's a story about a lady in Los Angeles. Uh, she was uh, got into her car late one night. Uh, she her little Ford excursion. Oh, she was at the mall, and uh, she pulled into the mall uh, to take a nap. I guess she was you know working or whatever it was. She took a nap, and then uh, when she woke up. Uh, she started the car, put it in reverse, and hit the gas. She felt a little dug, 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 dug. Yeah, there was a guy underneath stealing her catalytic converter. Whoa. He died. Really? Let, well, let that be a lesson to you, right? Yeah. I know yeah. in Hawaii, I believe they increased the – they have a special law or new law that increased the fine if you are caught. Now, if you're not caught, you're all free. But because it was happening so frequently here, and you read about it all the time on like right. stolen stuff Hawaii site on Facebook, and so there was like a petition or a movement to increase the punishment, so people well, also be they left should out. they should punish the people who are buying them as well, not just the people yeah. who are stealing them. Good point. Punish the people who are buying them. All right, uh, Scotty Robs is going to join us next here on uh, Random Act of Kindness Day. Uh, Scott Robs on Rainbow Baseball or. Maybe the lack of rainbow baseball. We'll see uh, this weekend. Coming up on ESPN Honolulu, uh, we are going to give away a little later on in the show a gift certificate for Dixie Grill in IAEA. Dixie Grill Barbecue and Crab Shack has the best happy hour on the island. 32-ounce Bud Lights are just 6 bucks. Jack Daniels, Jameson, also 6 bucks. Great poo-poo. Buffalo Fries. I saw a picture on the website, Buffalo Fries. So it's like fries with a little buffalo sauce. And there's all this, like, blue cheese crumbles on it. Oh, oh, oh. That sounds good. Yeah, they got good poo-poo over there, too. So uh, life, folks, is too short to sit in traffic. Head on over to Happy Hour at Dixie Grill Crab uh, Barbecue and Crab Shack. We'll be right back on ESPN on a little. You know who's got a good uh, Instagram pay, uh, posts? You follow Aloha Show You. They always have these little recipes, and I see here. I must be late though. A uh, little recipe, and they—I guess this was for Valentine's Day, and they made little heart-shaped musubis with uh, spam musubi. <laughs> Cute, yeah. Anyway, uh, we are efforting to get Scott Robs um, 
uh, he's going to just supposed to be joining us here on the Aloha Kia Hotline. Where really one of the top headlines today is not only the weather pertaining to you know the flood watch and all that's going on, but uh, it's going to affect a lot of people who want to go out and play golf this weekend. Maybe a lot of people who uh, you know you got a baseball practice or you've got a soccer game or whatever. Or Chris Hart. What do you mean? Or you go? Or are you going to play this weekend? No, no. You picked a good no. weekend not to. Then I, I, I. Uh, you know what? They have this virtual golf thing. But anyway, the, uh, the the top story is about rainbow baseball. So we'll find out um, in a second. They've got this, and we, we we've had some uh, messages on our radio station about golf tech uh, over by Ala Moana Shopping Center. So they got this virtual golf room, and so maybe you've seen it on uh, Hunter Hughes' uh, Shotguns and Swings podcast. But uh, you can go in there and play virtual golf. So if, like, if you're rained out, go to Golf Tech and play uh, play virtual golf. And you can pick like different like famous courses. In fact, you know what? Later on, we'll get Jason Digert from Golf Tech to explain you know how it is or how much it costs and that kind of stuff. We'll get him later on in the show. But anyway, yeah, uh, flood watch uh, in effect until six o'clock tomorrow night, which means flooding is possible. Because basically, it's not like flash floods or anything, but you you know the ground starts getting uh, saturated, and the water's got nowhere to go after a little while. So that's something to be uh, looking out for as well. We'll get a traffic update in a little while again too, because uh, the highways and byways, as uh, DJs uh, say, are uh, getting it's getting dangerous out there. Be careful. We usually get a lot of rain in the winter instead of snow, thankfully, but it seems like we didn't get a lot this winter. But unfortunately, as for baseball's opening weekend, at least for the University of Hawaii, we seem to be getting a lot of it, or at least on the forecast. And uh, even, I mean, 90% is incredible. If it's 30 or 40%, that's going to be a lot of rain, or almost definite rain. 90%, I don't even want to think about what that's like. So uh, hopefully, we'll get some baseball. And they couldn't, have done, they couldn't have done it earlier in the week or last week. I, th- I think it did rain. Actually, on Super Bowl Sunday, it was raining in certain areas. But uh, again, the excitement of opening night for UH baseball. I, I, I've been to so many opening nights. It's just it's so much different than any other sport. I, I mean, I don't know exactly why, but it is. And I've been to opening night in football, or, but basketball. I've been to opening days in Major League Baseball, which is cool. But college baseball, especially at the less, of course, is really something special. It'll happen eventually. Uh, there'll be an opening day or at night, but let's hope it is tonight. But we'll we'll keep our eyes on that and just hope for the best. And, you know, they're, they're going on a tournament next week. They're going to San Diego. So they uh, hopefully will have better weather there uh, after here. But they are in that Tony Gwynn Classic. And then the Minnesota after that for the tournament playing three Big Ten teams. Minnesota, Maryland, I forget the third team right now. It might be Nebraska, I believe. So they've got some really quality, good quality teams, as usual, on the schedule. And uh, just the excitement for UH baseball. Really good season last year. Remember, they were 19-11 and 11 in the Big West. They're, wow, that's pretty good. Well, it's very good for them because it's the only time they've been over 500 since they joined the Big West 10 years ago in 2013. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back up one more time. Beep, 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 beep. you got to work on that. I know. I know I'm out of practice. Okay, We've never had a winning record in baseball in Big West play? Yeah, we've been 500, I believe, once or twice, but never over 500 until last year. Third place finish, 19-11. Man, I'm going to miss Cole Cabrera, Scotty Scott, all these guys. Yeah. Well, we got some new guys. Well, there's a lot of returning guys uh, that we mentioned we were talking about yesterday. There's There's a litter of returning players. 
Matt Wong, center fielder, Jordan Donahue at shortstop, both hit 298 last year. Uh, Jordan Donahue, I think at third base, excuse me, or second. Uh, Stone Meow was the shortstop. He hit 292 last year. So you do oh. have a lot of returning play. Dallas Duarte, you mentioned him yesterday. Well, you know, he was hurt. Uh, missed the, I don't know how many games he missed at the end of the season, but he didn't finish the season, unfortunately. I, I love watching him play. Yeah. A, a, just and, a blue-collar kind of guy. and Yeah, a lot of transfer portal guys, guys from the Pac-12 baseball players, Utah, Washington, Washington State, uh, all joining the uh, Rainbow Warriors as well. And Arizona, I believe, one of the pitchers oh, from yeah, Arizona sure. as well. So Yeah, I think we got two guys actually from Arizona. But uh, anyway, speaking of baseball, Major, major League Baseball – is uh coming on us and uh you know let's go let's go let's go seattle mariners huh now with colton wong even more fans are going to be seattle uh fans because of what, what about they you did gary last... you gonna root against my team now no i like, like you always do hey, put, put, da- put down the local players as you, you always do chris you got it mixed up what i'm actually doing is putting you down not your teams <laughs> uh, I, I love the Seattle story last year. I wish they would have won in that playoff round when they did lose to the Houston Astros, I believe it was. And the last game was like 16 innings going up against UH football, I remember. But they had a great oh. turnaround from not mm-hmm. making the playoffs in a long time to having that success. Uh, they did get in as a wild card, of course. And now you get Colton Wong. So, yeah, definitely cheering for them. All right. And so we've got some new rules in Major League Baseball, when does baseball start? Well, the, pre- the exhibition I mean, games like will games. start. The exhibition games will start February twenty eighth, and the regular oh. season. So it's right around the corner for the like the Yankees open up against the San Francisco Giants this year at home. Let's go Giants! March thirtieth, thirtieth is opening day for almost. I think every team starts on the same day. That used to be oh, okay. like a couple games. Now there's every game, every team playing on that Thursday, I believe. Okay, so so it's about a month of uh, preseason games, and you know what? I think we have some of those preseason games for the Giants on the radio too. But that's a team. A Giants need to have a kind of a comeback uh, this year, don't they? Yeah, and you know they 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 tried to get Carlos Correa. It looks like the Mets did didn't work out for either team, but I I think they'll be okay. They they struggled a little bit last year. The year before, you remember they they were in the playoffs and lost to the Dodgers, I believe, in that wild card game. Uh, they lost to Max Scherzer, but you know they've been mm. really good last year. It was a tough year, some injuries, a couple of players maybe not up to the standard they wanted, but they'll be fine, and I'm sure they'll be in the mix in a very tough division because of the Padres and the Dodgers, of course. Okay, okay, I can't remember. Aaron Judge, he resigned with the Yankees. Yeah, he's with the Yankees. Almost went to the Giants. I think it was between those two teams. At the oh, end. that would have been cool, man. Have Aaron Judge on the West Coast. Yeah, man, what a year! But what a year last year for the Atlanta Braves, Houston Astros. I'll throw the New York Yankees out there as well. Even the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, they 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 didn't have this. Well, they've got older and the Mets. The Mets, they did the playoffs, although they blew that lead like they normally do in September when they have a first place lead. They had to go to the wild card route, but they and they lost. It was a two out of three. Remember the wild card round now to the Padres, and it was at home. That should not have happened. They got Justin Verlander, Cy Young Award winner from last year on their team, but the mm. Padres have really stocked up again. I don't know where they're getting all this money, and I have a feeling the fans are going to pay for it with ticket prices. They were good last year. Fernando Tatis Jr. should be back and healthy as of now. Uh, if you can afford the cost of living in San Diego, you can afford the cost of a baseball ticket once in a while. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they have great fans there. Great, everybody loves Petco. I've heard great things about Petco. Oh, wow. One of the more popular stadiums in the country as far as fans, the fans' perspective. I didn't even – I forgot all about the uh, Dodgers. I mean, they I mean they won 111 games. That's crazy. 
They lose Trey Turner, the shortstop, who is really good. He goes to Philadelphia, and he was a 300-hitter, oh. leadoff batter. I mean, he was he was that good. Uh, I'm trying to remember. They lose Justin Turner, the third baseman, who started off slow but finished strong. I think he went to Toronto. He's- He's a little older, though, isn't he? He's a, he, well. He's not. He's not. He's around that age where he, he's around that age where he goes to the Mets, isn't he? Well, he started with the Mets and he stunk there. So of course, <laughs> that's what happens when you go to the Mets or leave the Mets. You become really good more so when you leave the Mets, not when you get there. But yeah, I believe he's with Toronto now. Uh, but you know they're well, going to be stuck. Clay Kershaw only getting a one-year deal. He's older and uh, still good, but not you know maybe the best. He's not a Cy Young Award winner anymore. He's not healthy right. enough for that. Actually, looking back now, that talking about the San Francisco Giants, I mean, they were, they were eighty, they were eighty-one and eighty-one. They were a five hundred baseball team, so it's not horrible, uh, you know. A couple of players, maybe a couple of pitchers, but the tough thing is, man, if you're we, in in football, we talk about the NFC East this uh, past season, right? Yeah, yeah. In baseball, you got to talk about the NL West. I mean, you, Dodgers, Padres, Giants. The the Diamondbacks weren't even horrible. They improved, and just think about that. You said the Giants were eighty one and eighty one, not bad, but they were thirty games out of first place. That's because yeah. the Dodgers won one hundred and eleven more so than the Giants struggling. <laughs> yeah, but uh, hey, well, you know, we'll see how the if uh, Seattle can build on it. You know, Seattle had for Seattle a great year, right? Yeah. yeah. But again, they're sixteen games out of first place. I mean, they weren't even close to the Astros, but. If you can, uh, you know, hang close and get a wild card, anything, I guess, can happen in the playoffs, right? Yeah, I mean, for that division, you know, you're not going to – just like in the Dodger, the NL West, you're not, you know, if you're not going to beat the Dodgers, you know, they're that great. But if you're still having an over 500 season, that's pretty impressive considering you played the Dodgers that many times, 18 or 19. Same yeah. with Seattle and the Astros. The Astros were world champs, and they uh, they obviously have a ton of talent and won over 100 games easily as well. So for Seattle, they, they, they're young. They've stepped up, and uh, I think Colton Wong was a great pickup for them. Yeah. I mean, you get a guy like him, I mean, Gold Glove Award winner numerous times. He hit about 262, give or take a few points. Hit about 16 homers, if I'm not mistaken, give or take one or two. He's, he's just steady. I mean, he got hurt a couple of times, but boy, is he, I, I wish he was on the Mets. Not because I'm a fan as much as I think he's just a really good second baseman. He's the kind of guy you always want on your team. You know, folks that go over to the mainland, and they, they you know, a lot of folks travel to. Well, of course, Las Vegas and California from Hawaii, right? Lots, and, and you know, if a lot of people, a lot of transplants from Hawaii are in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, I can see people in Oregon or whatever going, "Hey, let's go uh, check out a game." And you know, I have family in uh, Seattle, and you know what? It's a great baseball stadium that they play in. I forget what it's called. What's it called? Oh boy, it used to be the Lincoln Kingdome years ago. What's Lincoln, Lincoln Financial is where the Eagles play. <laughs> oh, okay, it's a little off by three thousand miles. Anyway, uh, the 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 stadium. Somebody will text in. The stadium they play in is a wonderful uh, baseball stadium. It's a great game to watch, and unless they're playing the Toronto Blue Jays, because then you have to be a Blue Jays fan. Seattle's a great sports town. From what I've only been there twice, and it's a great sports town. But I know it still is for everything I've heard, read, and what people yeah. say. But basically what I'm saying is it's a lot easier to go see Colton Wong now on the mm. West Coast than it was in Milwaukee or, you know, wherever, right? Yeah. T-Mobile Park uh, is uh, mentioned in my headset. T-Mobile Park. Not to be confused with T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. You know, I hope they have good reception in T-Mobile Park. Wouldn't <laughs> that better. be horrible? You're like, yeah. I only got two bars in here. <laughs> Let's change the sprint. Well, I don't think there is sprint anymore, is there? 
No, it got bought out, I think, by Amazon and Google or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. They actually merged with T-Mobile. Okay, they merged right. with T-Mobile's taking over the world, Tank. I don't know if Tanner was on the air or off the air. That was on that me one. on air. You were on air, okay. Uh, hey, it's the uh, Sports Animals in the Morning here on ESPN Honolulu. And uh, looking for some fun things to do indoors? Well, coming up, Disney Junior Live on Tour is coming to town. March 18th and 19th, they got two shows each day. And then they just added March 17th, uh, one show, all at the Blaisdell Concert Hall. Your uh, kids' favorite Disney friends will be there, plus the added bonus of Marvel's Spidey and his amazing friends. Get your tickets now, Ticketmaster.com. Terribly, terribly inconvenient, this radio show. I'm trying to watch television. <laughs> Not TikTok today? No, I'm trying to watch. Uh, they got a live stream going on. Uh, the group of Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, and Justin Thomas uh, in their second round at the Genesis. And I don't know where. Do you? I don't know where Tiger is. I think he's five under now. That's uh, crazy. If he's five under, he's right in the thick of it. I, I could be wrong. By the way. Uh, your top uh, three are um, it's Mitchell, Morikawa, and Max Homa, and John Rahm is uh, fourth right now. So Morikawa and Max are tied at seven under. Uh, Mitchell, I can't remember if it's Kevin Mitchell, Keith Mitchell. Keith. It's a jur- it's Keith Mitchell. He's a journeyman, but he leads at eight under. Not sure that is going to stand. All right, so we'll keep you updated here on your way in this morning on ESPN Honolulu. 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. Uh, Travis Kelsey uh, got some sports shorts here. Travis Kelsey is going to be hosting Saturday Night Live. Put it down March 4th. That's uh, he's perfect. You know what? The only thing better than Travis Kelsey hosting Saturday Night Live would be Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes because you get to those two guys together. And it's a clown fest. They're so much fun. I would not be shocked if he makes a cameo, Mahomes. They'll not often, but often enough have had cameos by stars. Like you know, they had like they had the Steve Martin and Martin Short from Only Murders in the Building on. I think Selena Gomez showed up, or vice versa, because she's uh-huh. one of the stars of that show as well. So maybe that something like that could happen. That's cool. Anyway, uh, so that'll be uh, March fourth again. He was on uh, Jimmy Fallon uh, when he made the announcement uh, yesterday. Here's something that took a long time. But the New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara uh, and four other guys have been indicted in that battery case in Las Vegas. Alvin Kamara, also Cincinnati Bengals cornerback Chris, I don't know how to say his last name, Lamans, 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 and two other guys. For assaulting that guy at a Las Vegas nightclub, this was in, this was at the the day before, the day after. I can't remember the Pro Bowl, um, uh, back in February of last year. So it took a whole year, but I don't know basically what happened. I mean, the guy talked to somebody's girlfriend or was getting out of the elevator and said something, and basically four guys just pummeled this guy, just right. pummeled him. And I don't know why it, it because probably. We didn't get any video of it. It, it. it took a year to get these guys indicted. 
I mean, the NFL. Why would why is he? Why did Alvin Kamara play last year? Why was he allowed to play after this? I believe you don't have to be arrested. You don't have to be arrested uh, to be disciplined by Roger Goodell. But didn't he miss the first four games? I thought he was suspended from the beginning of the season. <sighs> I don't know, but the four games, if even if he was, he was on my fantasy football team, so I should know. He, but he, I, I thought he missed part of the season. But I guess he wasn't in, he wasn't indicted until yesterday. So now the NFL will probably take further action. And, or maybe just wait till it plays out. But now you have something else to base it on as far as a suspension. Yeah. All right. To take a long okay. time, though, that's for sure. Yeah, but that's, uh, I mean, these guys, I mean, the sense of entitlement. Of, yep. You looked at me the wrong way. Not not only am I going to beat you up, but I'm going to have all these three guys around you. Uh, you know, after you're unconscious, I'm going to continue to kick you on the ground. Yeah. My God, let's change the subject. That's, that's not Aloha Friday topic. All right, uh, also uh, coming up here, we'll have our top headlines coming up. Rainbow Warriors and Rainbow Wahine basketball teams did not play uh, this Thursday because of that kind of screwy schedule uh, they have in the Big West. So they'll be playing tomorrow in their first game. It'll be a tomorrow and Monday matchup for the uh, basketball teams. The Rainbow Wahine are at home, and they remember they swept two on the road and seriously depleted squad. And they're, they're still having a good season, man. Sometimes and, that happens. Sometimes that type of thing happens where your stars maybe get out or key players in basketball or uh, stars in football. Everybody else rallies around them, and I think that's what's going on for the Rainbow Wahine. So that would be something very cool to go down to uh, the Stan Sheriff Center. I mean, it's going to be pouring rain everywhere. Go down and watch the uh, root on the Rainbow Wahine. And both teams now will go into that stretch like last month, four games in eight days. That is tough. Again? Senior night is next Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Saturday, Saturday, Monday, Thursday, Saturday. Okay. Top stories and more coming up with the sports animals on this Aloha Friday. That's next on ESPN Honolulu. You got us on 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. All right, top stories on this Aloha Friday afternoon. Uh, well, the Rainbow Warrior volleyball team, uh, they beat up yesterday on um, on uh, Concordia University, Irvine, uh, 25-14. They lost the second set 25-22, to uh, finished up uh, 25-15 and 23. Rainbow Warriors uh, improved to 10-0 and on the season. Spectacular nights. From uh, Demi Mukleus with 20 slam downs, uh, Spiros Hakas with 16, Cole Hoagland with 10 on the offensive side for the Rainbow Warriors. Uh, they'll be playing the the uh, they'll be playing CUI again tonight at the Stan Sheriff Center. Not a bad crowd last night, considering the rain and a week night as we hear. Not a big name opponent. Uh, Irvine was four and five, now four and six, 3590. Not bad for a Thursday night match. Well, you have you, generally you have better crowds for volleyball than you do basketball. You're right. I, I don't These think days. You, I don't think you can compare the two. Uh, I mean, the national champs, baby, two times. I mean, they've got you know they got the Dan Hale thing going on. I'm just kidding. 
but pretty good and I think also the fact that they haven't been home in a month probably helped as well. Yeah, and this is cool because now we got a five-week homestand. Yeah, uh, with uh, Rainbow Warriors. All right, uh, that's uh, that's going on. We've also got uh, Rainbow Warrior basketball and Wahine basketball. They'll be uh, starting their week play. Uh, not week play like W-E-A-K. Their first play <laughs> of the week is what I meant. Uh, starting tomorrow. The guys are on the road and the ladies are at home. Long Beach State comes to town with an 11-0 winning streak. Well, it'll have to be 11-0, I guess, if it's a winning streak. Right? Oh, I'm sorry. 11-game winning streak yes. is what I meant to say. Anyway, go ahead. First go ahead place team. Make a comment. Make a comment. 50-50, it makes sense. 50-50 makes sense. I won't comment on that one. Uh, a team in first place at 12-2. and two. So if you do want to get that regular season title, you'd almost have to win uh, tomorrow night and beat them. And hopefully they can. It's going to be tough. They are a good team, 12-2, uh, and two, as we said. Uh, I, I mean, the regular season title guarantees you the WNIT bid the birth excuse me if you don't win the uh, regular season or the postseason tournament but I, I think they just want to get in a good place and play their best basketball and have a shot in march to do some damage like last year where they did it all and won that tournament it's not going to be i don't want to say last year was easy it'll be a tougher road this year but they played a lot better of late and considering those injuries that says a lot about this team that's really something for the men you know there was a couple of games on wednesday that had implications on hawaii in the standing in the big West. they played wednesday instead of thursday this week fullerton mm-hmm. won their game so they're only a half game in back of uh riverside and long beach state came into this week tied with hawaii they played each mm-hmm. other riverside won so now riverside's a half game ahead long beach state on the men's side is a half game in back well josh uh the eight o'clock hour talking about basketball Joel Murray, their preseason first-team uh, player, their guard, who was lead scorer, one of the top scorers in the uh-huh. Big West last year, he's been out for a long time, still not playing. He didn't play against okay. Hawaii when they were here. Let me set the stage a little bit. So what we're looking at as, as we head into the Big West tournament uh, at the end of the month or the beginning of next month is right now UC Santa Barbara and Irvine are tied for first place in the Big West. Right, yes. UC Riverside is third is third at ten and five. Hawaii is fourth place by themselves in Big West play right now. Uh, they are uh, nine wins and five losses. They're going to face this Long Beach State team, but it's important because Long Beach is a uh, nine and six. Hawaii nine and five. So they're uh, it's it's going to be a real it's going to be a real tight one. Not only that, if you win this game tomorrow, you win the tiebreaker. Head-to-head, mm. instead of a split, mm. which you have to go to a uh-huh. second tiebreaker, you own the tiebreaker by sweeping them, which could come into play the way they're bunched up when all is said and done at the end of the regular season. And to me, you, you know, fourth and fifth in the standings mean nothing except which color uniform you're going to wear in the tournament in the first round. You play each other. But I think you really want to finish in that top three spot. You'd have a much... I don't know what the right word is, easier, but if you're finishing at six, and they're not that far out of six where that's where Fullerton is, and they're, again, Fullerton and Long Beach State are now tied four, fifth, and sixth, then you're going to have a tougher road in the first round. I think you want to get a you know, first-round opponent where hopefully it's more of a winnable game and then have a chance to advance to the semis like last year, and some of those other top teams will end up knocking each other off a little bit, and that could help Hawaii's cause as well. All right, uh, so we've got, uh, there you go, so there's uh, your, your volleyball, there's your basketball. Uh, scheduled for tonight, I'm not sure if we got in touch with Coach Hill or not yet, but uh, scheduled for tonight, it's supposed to be the opening night for Rainbow Warrior Baseball. 
And uh, the weather forecast is calling for a flood watch through tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. We've got uh, thunderstorms this morning, more rain this afternoon. Same forecast basically for tomorrow. The big question is, are we going to play baseball tonight at the less? Yes, and I think right now it's up in the air. Uh, it's up in the air. And from everything you said and from what we've heard, it's probably less likely than likely. But we never know. I mean, sometimes <laughs> less, some- less likely you yeah. said like less work sometimes the weather reports are wrong but we know there's going to be rain i think we can agree on that it's just a matter of how much and will it be raining at first pitch or scheduled first pitch at six thirty-five tonight and maybe they can get that in I, I you know double headers are great for the fans for the most part i don't know how the players feel about it. it's probably fun but it's also tiring but if you have to play two double headers i don't know if that's what you want either if it gets rained it's out ti- tonight it's really tiring to play two seven inning games yeah, as opposed to one nine-inning game, yeah. Yes, it is. Oh. I bet they like it. What would you rather do, play or practice? I said, well, you're not going to practice because you're having only one game. But yeah, I, said, I, I said the players probably like it, but I said it's also probably tiring, especially at the beginning of the season. Mm. Uh, all right. Uh, also uh, going on, Tiger Woods and his group with Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas, uh, they have uh, um, teed off at the uh, Genesis Invitational. So far, Kevin Mitchell leads. uh, He's now nine under, uh, followed by Max Homa. Uh, Max uh, recently won. I think he he won last week or the week before or both, whatever it was. Anyway, Max is at seven under. Colin Morikawa, Maui's own Colin Morikawa, is a six under along with John Rom, the Rombo. Now, I say Maui's a local boy. He's not a local boy. He lives in Las Vegas and he wasn't born here, but he's got family on Maui. Therefore, we claim Colin Morikawa. Isn't Tony Finau's wife from uh, the North Shore? I believe so, yes. yes. All right, Hawaii's own Tony Finau, not doing so good. He's like three over or something right now. Rory McIlroy, by the way, is five under. Tiger Woods, they're streaming this live uh, at ESPN Plus and ESPN.com. But uh, Tiger Woods, at last check, was... One under uh, today, uh, one under for the tournament. He was plus one for today, and that's what I got. Through six holes, uh, Tiger is minus one, tied for 43rd, but that's not really the way to look at it. It's Tiger Woods is uh, eight shots back of the lead. Now, he said he wouldn't be entering if he didn't think he could win, and by closing out yesterday with three birdies in a row, Anything can happen. I mean, he hit a, I believe it was today, he hit a uh, par three shot that was about four inches from the cup. (laughs) That's amazing. And watching him, I'm watching him live, there is no limp right now. So through six holes, that's that's pretty positive. That is pretty good. You know, I want to mention one other team in action for the University of Hawaii. It's Rainbow Wahine Softball. They are in the uh, UNLV Desert Classic. They'll get underway at 10.30 a.m., weather permitting. And They're in Vegas, but it snowed there a couple of days ago. (laughs) They they actually got a little snow. They're playing Montana at 10.30 a.m. and then UNLV at 4 p.m. These are both Hawaii times. Yeah, the uh, yeah. When I was in, I was in Vegas in early December, and one day it just poured, poured like we're seeing, we're going to see here, and th- that's the desert. It's the Las Vegas is not. They didn't build Las Vegas for rain. In other words, when it rains in Las Vegas, there's nowhere to like duck and cover. 
Yes, yeah, they like don't that have too. a lot of they don't have a lot of overhangs or anything where you can because it never rains. Yep, you know it's like going to Kamakana Ali. There's no you, you can't duck and cover <laughs> anywhere hardly out there. Anyway, all right, you got the sports animals here on ESPN Honolulu. Super Bowl champion Marcus Kemp is going to be joining us a little later on this hour. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs are favored uh, to win the Super Bowl next week, uh, next year again. They should be. Uh, they, I mean, uh, the Eagles, if, let's say if they won, they might have been a favorite, but they've got a lot of uh, turnover. They're going to be facing possible turnover with a lot of free agents. They lose both coordinators, and I know they'll be good. I, I just wonder how good. Well, we don't know what their roster is going to look like, but there could be some significant losses because of free agency yeah. with the salary cap. But do you, if the Eagles won, and say they were having everyone come back, would they be favored to win next year over the San Francisco 49ers? I mean, there's a lot of 49ers fans who say the Eagles don't even belong in the Super Bowl. I mean, they won the game, sure. But San Francisco didn't have a quarterback. And are the Eagles a better football team than the 49ers if everyone's healthy? I'm not going to say either way because, I mean, the Eagles are pretty special. But at the same time, if Brock Purdy were 100%, maybe the Eagles aren't even in the Super Bowl. Maybe. Definitely, maybe, because they remember they came in, what, a 12-game winning streak at that point? Purdy was there for, what, six, seven of those games or somewhere around then. He was playing right. really, really well. So it sounds almost funny to say, well, if they would have had Brock Purdy, they would have gone to the Super Bowl uh, when you had the other guys that were bigger names than Trey Lance and Jimmy G. But you're totally right. I agree with that. It's not a definite that they would have yeah. won that game. Trey Lance is still Trey Lance is still unproven. What do we know? Yeah. We don't know anything about Trey Lance. We do know about Brock Purdy. So this is going to be one of the more interesting off-seasons uh, for the San Francisco 49 And Jimmy Garoppolo, is he still a 49er? I don't know if he's been officially released, but we I think this year we're pretty certain he will not be a 49er ever again. Okay, so this is the last year of his contract. So he's got to be in, in a month when free agency hits, he's done. But, yeah, Kyle Shanahan what, already what indicated saying? again that he's, definitely, you know, he's not coming back. That's what he said last year. That's what they True. said last year. True. <laughs> Hey, you know what? You still have major contenders in the NFL. The Buffalo Bills, you know, they've got $16 million in cap space. They were a pretty sporty team last year. The Cincinnati Bengals have $35 million in cap space. They were 12-4. and Um, I mentioned the 49ers. Who knows? Maybe the Cowboys break through. They don't have any cap space, though. That's the problem. Chiefs don't have any cap space. And the, uh, the <laughs> this is ridiculous, the Kansas City Chiefs have 10 picks in the draft coming up. 10. That's something. Uh, that, going that's back kind to, of a lot. It is a lot. Going back to Dallas for a second, again, they're saying the right thing, but a day or two ago they're saying we still want to bring back Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, both guys, I mean, not maybe both, but I think uh, Ezekiel Elliott might have to take a pay cut to stay there. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I saw that uh, Aaron Jones is trying to uh, renegotiate his deal. Yeah. Uh, in order to stay with the Green Bay Packers, it's one of the headlines at ESPN.com. And you know, it's at first you're like, oh, he's taking a pay cut. That's that's a, that's a that's a shame, but not really. Now he's scheduled to make sixteen million dollars, and he agreed to cut that sixteen by five million. In exchange for an $8.5 million signing bonus. So he's getting a raise. <laughs> but it looks like a salary, uh, a, a cut in a total salary. But <laughs> he's like, hey, yeah, where do I sign? 
maybe the Green Bay Packers are doing you I don't know if this wasn't a big headline but it, actually it was for the WNBA there's a team called the Las Vegas Aces who won it all last year and they've sure. been accused mm-hmm. of making uh, under the table contract agreements where they're paying what is allowed to be paid with a salary cap to their WNBA players but they're paying them under the table even more money they've been accused of this and I, I wouldn't be surprised if other teams have done something so we, we brought it up a few times that why couldn't an owner do that without being detected? It's a way to kind of circumvent the salary cap if you make side deals. Wow, I never thought about that. I mean, you could do the whole Tony Soprano. Here's an envelope. Yeah, and then Aaron Brooks is like, "Hey, uh, hey, uh, you're, you're a little light. Well, what's up with that? You're a little light." Aaron Brooks, you mean Aaron That's Jones? What... Yeah, Aaron Jones. I mean, Aaron Brooks. What was he, a quarterback back in the day? Well, he's also on the Memphis Grizzlies. He's getting a little oh, – that's actually Dylan Brooks. Now we're going way off track. But going back, I mean, the, the WNBA is going to investigate. And, you know, it's the WNBA, and one of the <laughs> players accused him of that. But I think there's been more people indicating it might have happened. But I, I, is, is it that far-fetched to think that any pro franchise is doing something like that? I, I wouldn't be shocked if that's happening. I mean, I mean if you get caught, you're going to lose your team. I mean, I would think that's the, you lose your team faster than. I don't think you I lose mean, your team. You, you face an incredible fine, probably loss of first round draft picks. I mean, the the, the, the New York Liberty last year the, used charter jets. But that's like, that's like, yeah. But that's like, that was something where they used it and then they got a slap in the hand because oh, we didn't know we couldn't do that. But I mean, well, they I mean, knew. that's like betting. That's like betting on. Um, that's like betting on. Uh, you know, Pete Rose. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know what? We're going to pay all our players under the table. Is this are the Aces the team that created this uh, big three recently? Is that the team? Well, the New York Liberty has done that, but the Vegas already had a oh, big three. No, but this year, did. okay, but but this year they had a couple of free agent signings, and that was to what team? Candace Parker went to Las Vegas, but Brianna Stewart went to the New York Liberty. She's one of the best players oh. in the league. Right, but somebody created a big three just this off season, like a month ago. I think it's the New York so, Liberty. They got, the a, they got a okay, former so MVP Liberty. on their team in a trade from Connecticut. Okay, so anyway, so I mean, if these, I don't know, if you get caught by paying players under the table, you want to create a big three, right? Hey, here's an extra mill for you. You know, I mean, that's just it's it, it totally blows the whole integrity of the game, and that's. That's tough. That's, a, that's tough to ever get the trust back. It's true, but I, I agree. But I, I mean, with some of the illegal things that have gone on, nothing to that extent. Which I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if that's happened. I mean, it, let's say you want to give. I mean, I'll just use yeah, a player. What? I'm trying to think of it. It wouldn't be LeBron James, obviously. But let's say you want to bring a guy. Let's say Demarcus Cousins. I don't know why I'm thinking of him. He's trying to get back in the league, and you can't afford him under your salary cap. So you give him the minimum that's available. Let's say it's the five and a half million. But you say, hey, I'll give you an extra million there. Don't say anything. How is that going to leak out? My point about that is, how will it leak out if it's only you, know you and the player? If, because and what if agent? it does leak out? He's, somebody's drunk at a bar and they say something. I yeah, mean, come on. Po- sure it's possible. I think it could leak out very, very easily, and I wouldn't risk I wouldn't risk it at all. All right, it's uh, 718, 18 minutes after the hour here. Weather-wise today, uh, supposed to be thunderstorms this morning. It is dark and cloudy. Uh, we got more rain this afternoon. In fact, a flood watch in effect till tomorrow at 6 p.m. We'll keep you posted if that rainbow, you know, see what the uh, rainbow baseball game is going to happen, or if it gets postponed today, uh, how they're going to reschedule that. We'll keep you in uh, touch with that. Coming up in 15 minutes, Marcus Kemp, Super Bowl champion, will be on the show. And coming up next, 
Who does America feel is the greatest basketball player of all time? Is it LeBron James? Is it Michael Jordan? We've got your answer coming up next. Last night I dreamt I was returning And my heart called out to you But I fear you won't be like I left you Make aloha Good morning. It's going to be rainy today. We'll have another traffic update coming up in about seven minutes. Marcus Kemp, former University of Hawaii Rainbow Warrior and uh, now two-time Super Bowl champion, is uh, going to join us in a few minutes, too, here on ESPN Honolulu. Now, according to betonline.ag, our uh, friends in Las Vegas, they have what they call the GOAT map. I don't know if you saw Jimmy's email yesterday, Gary, the GOAT map. How did get that? Yeah, I'm sure you did. You just have to check because he sends it to both of us. I didn't get that. I got another email from Jimmy. <laughs> anyway, I'm just giving you a hard time. Anyway, so, uh, okay, so what they do is they will go on to uh, Twitter, and, th- you know, anytime LeBron is mentioned or Michael Jordan is mentioned or positive things are said about these guys – it all goes into this computer, and they add it up, and they go state by state. Who is the best player uh, of all time in the NBA? Does that make sense? Did I kind of explain that right? You, yes, but okay. I'll have a button in a second. Okay. The number one, uh, the, according, the most states, the most states, including Hawaii, Say that LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time. Michael Jordan is second. I'll tell you why that's deceiving. Why would Michael Jordan be mentioned as much today as LeBron James? Uh, He doesn't play what LeBron James does. So, of course, you're going to get more mentions of LeBron James than Michael Jordan. Hmm. They looked at tweets like LeBron is the GOAT, Jordan is the GOAT. Uh, 200,000 tweets were tracked. See, but people, that argument still goes on, right? That argument still goes on. He's not playing, but I'm guessing since it's on social media, it scales a little younger for LeBron James. But right. uh, So 21 states say LeBron is the GOAT. Uh, excuse me, 29 states say LeBron is the GOAT. 21 states say MJ is the GOAT. And that's not great news for Michael Jordan on his 60th birthday today. I think he could care less. And, again, I think it's just more so that LeBron is active and Jordan isn't. And the people that watch Jordan play, you know, back in the day are probably not as active on Twitter as the people who watch LeBron. Well, that's what I said. Yeah, it's no, on so that's social why, media, so it skews younger. Yeah, but that's why I'm just saying I, I don't think that's a good indicator as far as who the fans overall think is the GOAT. Yeah, we'll see. I'm just going by the analytics. <laughs> the sorry. numbers don't lie. Oh, numbers sometimes they lie. do. Oh, sometimes mm-hmm. they do. All right. Uh, all right. Hey, uh, tomorrow the XFL starts. A lot of uh, June Jones and his gang coaching the Seattle Sea Dragons. Uh, that's going to be on. I don't. They're all televised. Uh, I don't know what if that one's going to be on uh, ESPN or ABC. But they've got uh, both networks involved. Lots of Hawaii guys uh, playing in the XFL. For that, 
Let's go to the news desk back in the PAXA studios in downtown Honolulu. Tanner Hayworth, come in. Come in, please. Thank you, Chris. Wonderful day we're having today. Um, so what we do know is for certain teams, uh, we got the Houston Roughnecks. There's Cole McDonald, Cedric Bird, and on the coaching staff, John Estes. So that's mm-hmm. fun for us. Uh, mm-hmm. The Seattle Sea Dragons, as you know, there's this guy. I don't know if you've heard of him. June Jones, offensive uh-huh. coordinator. As uh-huh. well as on the defensive back, Rogesterman Ferris, or Roe Ferris for short, because sure. Rogesterman is very long. Um, the other players that we would have been looking out for would have been the San Antonio Brahmas, originally had both Cole Laval and Calvin Turner. The uh-huh. issue is Calvin Turner, I think, right now is on inactive slash the injury list, oh. and Cole Laval got cut. Um, oh. For the D.C. defenders, we were originally looking for Cortez Davis, but it looked like he got cut the other week as well. But mm. uh, Jordan Ta'amu will be the starting quarterback, I believe, for the D.C. defenders' uh, Hawaii zone. So right. I think that should be everyone. Uh, if I'm forgetting somebody, I'm sorry. I believe someone on the uh, Seattle Sea Dragons uh, defensive lineman, I think it's uh, Sama Pa'ama or something. I think uh-huh. that was him is uh-huh. looking to be starting because I remember June was talking about him uh, the last time we had him on. So I think those should be all of the Hawaii-related people that are in the XFL right now. All right, and we should mention uh, Wes Swan and um, some of the other coaches, uh, um, Dennis okay. McKnight and those guys. Uh, oh, gosh, I can't remember his name. Uh, okay. Former Punahou, uh head coach. Dan Morrison. Dan Morrison, thank you. So, so uh, we should mention those guys, too. The Seattle Sea Dragons game is on ESPN on Sunday at 3 p.m. against D.C. I but, wonder if June Jones will be wearing his Titleist hat. <laughs> Depends how cold it is. Remember, remember that game? Remember that game? Yeah. Do you, know you remember what I'm talking about? He did that. We had, a game on, we had a game on national television, and June Jones always wore a Titleist hat. He, you know, he loves golf, and that was kind of probably his favorite hat. You see him wearing it in practice all the time. And then it was game time, and he didn't change to his like, his UH branded hat, and he was wearing a Titleist hat. And the announcers were having a they were having a great time, uh, you know, looking at going. He's wearing a Titleist hat. Do you realize? He, anyway, that was a, that was a pretty funny. It's uh, 7:30 now. We'll have a traffic update uh, here. Weather-wise today, thunderstorms are, are expected this morning. We've got rain this afternoon. Really, this is weather is for today and tomorrow. Flood watch till 6 p.m. We're going to talk a Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl champ, Marcus Kemp from the Kansas City Chiefs, formerly a Rainbow Warrior. He joins us next here on ESPN Honolulu. And before we uh, get to our traffic report, want to let you know that we're going to be at Growler Hawaii in Kapahulu coming up on Wednesday. Uh, it's a really big road show number eight. All of our guests will be live on location Come on down and meet Jerome Freeman, legendary Fab Five basketball player. Uh, Jerome Freeman's going to be there. Bob Coolin, uh, tennis stud Andre Ilikan from uh, University of Hawaii. And uh, who am I? Dan Hale is going to be there from St. Louis. So we've got a lot of uh, great guests. Come on down and meet them. Have some great food and enjoy Heineken and Dos Equis on special. Wednesday, 5 to 7 p.m. from ESPN Honolulu. Oh, with all this weather talk and Super Bowl talk, 
We didn't, uh, should remind you, today is National Cabbage Day. Whew! Whew! Mark All right, down. I see we've got a very special guest at the Aloha Kia Hotline. Yes, two-time Super Bowl champion. I love the sound of that from the Kansas City Chiefs, formerly from the University of Hawaii, wide receiver, special teams player. Marcus, Champ- Marcus Kemp joining us here on ESPN Honolulu. Marcus, I'm wondering, since Sunday's victory in the Super Bowl, how much sleep have you gotten? Uh, not much. Uh, There's a lot of celebrating, uh, a lot of long nights, and then hopping on a flight back home, but um. I'm catching up now. I'll bet. Hopefully not during this conversation, but we appreciate your time. I'm always curious about what it's like the night of the Super Bowl after the game when you finally, with your teammates, get to go have a celebration. What is that like? Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of let it settle in when you get back to the locker room. Obviously, there's the big, you know, confetti and, and the trophy ceremony. Your families get to be on the field, and and it's such a you know whirlwind of excitement. And then you kind of get back to the locker room and and undress and kind of, you know, settle down, settle into the moment, and and really that's when it sinks in that you won the the pinnacle of the sport. So has it really hit you yet? I mean, very few people get to even go to watch a Super Bowl game, let alone play in one. You played in three, and you've won two. That's a very short list of people that have accomplished that. Right, yeah. It's it's hard to say that it'll settle in. I don't know if it'll ever sound, you know, completely normal to me but um i do like the sound of, of two-time world champ <laughs> uh, so i mean I'm, I'm feeling good i'm, I'm on cloud night right now i'll bet i'll bet super bowl champion marcus kemp joining us here on espn honolulu via the aloha kia hotline i want to go back to the game though because at halftime uh you're down by 10 and patrick mahomes was limping right before from that ankle uh on a on a tackle right before halftime i would be honest i wasn't sure if the team would be able to come back because of him maybe not being a hundred percent what is said and done with an extended halftime first of all to get your team to really take control in that second half yeah, I mean, he, he's a tough guy, and we knew that, um, you know, unless it was something that, that was, you know, very serious, he was going to find a, a way to get back on the field and and perform to his highest ability. And then just in the locker room, there's not a lot of adjustments going on. We knew, you know, as long as we kept to ourselves, kept with ourselves and, and, and did what we had been doing all season, you know, we had a fighting shot. So it was a lot of reminding everybody in that locker room that this was the last 30 minutes of football that we had for the season. And it was, you know, one more 30-minute half for the rest of your lives to be called Super Bowl champion. <laughs> so there was a lot of that, and, um, you know, it happened to work out that way. Is it true that Andy Reid told the team if anybody sneaks out to watch Rihanna at halftime, he was going to bench them? Yeah, he said that a few times. I mean, he oh, started really? early, you know, right when we won the AFC championship, I think the day after. In our team meeting, he reminded everybody that we were there to play a football game, even though he knows guys were excited to see Rihanna. So he told him, if you know, if you if you head out there, just keep on walking to the buses, and we'll see you after the game. <laughs> I think last year, I think it was a couple of Cincinnati Bengals players that actually were. I think it might have been the punter or kicker, but they were out there at halftime watching the halftime show. So thankfully, nobody was able to accomplish that. When did you realize this game was going to be a Super Bowl victory? I mean, it went down to the wire. I mean, it was such so close. You know, you guys take over in that second half. Then you see where Philadelphia came back, tie the game. What was it like in those last few minutes of that fourth quarter? Yeah, I mean they're they're obviously a great team, and so we know they're they're capable of you know pulling off whatever they had to um, in that moment. Um, so 
so you're never comfortable with the situation. I don't think it was until that that final ball, you know, fell down short on the Hail Mary throw um, that it really sinks in, you know. Uh, we've seen through my quarterback, you know, there's there's never there's never a, a, a shot that you don't have with no matter how much seconds are on the clock. You know what I mean? We, we've sure. done it with a short amount of time. So even when when that clock is ticking down, you still think that there's there's a small chance. So not until that final ball hit and the clock struck zero that really settles it. Can you describe what that moment is like when the clock does hit zero? Um, it's hard to describe. I, I don't know if you'll get many people to describe that moment, but it, it, it feels like, you know, it, it's almost a relief. And, and mm. you feel like all the work you put in for, for a lot of guys, the work they put in for, you know, almost 15-year careers and never making it to that moment. And, and finally, when that all, you know, settles, that's why you see a lot of tears. It, it just feels like such a relief. Um, that all that work you put in over however many years you've been playing this game, you know, finally culminated in a, in a moment of that magnitude. Marcus Kemp joining us here on ESPN Honolulu, 92.7 FM and 14.20 AM. Can you describe at least maybe the parade on Wednesday? Some of the, the video highlights I saw of that, the crowd looked enormous, looked like the players were having as much of a good time as the fans were. What was that like being in the parade? Oh, it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, Kansas City has some of the best fans in the world. And so they lined the streets and filled the Union Square. Um, and it, it's such a cool environment. And, and you really do feel special in that moment when you're riding on the on the um, floats and, and you're walking the streets and interacting with the fans. And you can see the excitement that you brought to the city um, as your team. So it's a, it's a cool moment. It's very fun. And, I mean, I've been blessed to, to go through two of them, and it never never gets less amazing. I'll bet. Hopefully a few more in store for you guys as well. We were talking earlier in the show, markets about Travis Kelsey will now be hosting Saturday Night Live on March 4th. Your thoughts on that? Oh, he's a, he's a special character, and I'm excited to watch. I love Saturday Night Live. And I watch almost every week. Um, so I'm really excited for for him to be on, you know, one of my favorite shows, and, and I think he's very capable of of, of entertaining us. With, uh, you know, I've, I've seen him with his podcast now. He, he's a very charismatic guy, so I'm excited to see what he can bring to us. Is there anybody on the team that's funnier than Travis Kelsey? There's not very many people. There's a few, you know. That I think everybody's got their own special personality character. Um, and I'm so different position groups have their funny guy and, and it's always fun in the locker room when all those guys get together, but he's definitely on the top end of the list. One thing, I'm not sure if we've asked you about this in the past, but Eric Bieniemy's name comes up every off season. We've always been curious why he hasn't gotten a, co- a head coaching opportunity. I know he did meet with the Washington commanders, I believe yesterday or the day before. What are your thoughts on what he means to the Kansas city chiefs and why he hasn't gotten that opportunity? Yeah, I'm not sure, and and that's not my world of hiring coaches, so I can't speculate as far as that. All I know is um, he's been a great coach to me. Um, he's he's a very special leader of men, and I believe he would do the job, you know, phenomenally. So I I hope he gets that opportunity sometime sometime soon. I, now that, I mean, again, just like you said earlier, this is never going to go away, the feeling of winning a Super Bowl, and especially this week. But what is the off season like for you now? I think, you know, I, I gotta I gotta rest a little bit and you know settle in. But um, 
the, the only downside to making it to this big game and winning it is that your offseason is, is very much shorter. Um, so now you, teams are going to start joining together again in April, and so it only gives us a couple months to to kind of um, unwind. But so we'll take a you know a day or two, I'll say, to relax and, and enjoy my time with my family, and then get back to work. That is a short turnaround, I guess, that you described. Did you ever get a chance to come back to Hawaii? Um, I haven't recently, but I will be going back. Um, the NFLPA holds a rep meeting and it happens to be in Hawaii, in Maui, actually, this year. So I'm going to go down for that and then, and then jump on a, on a plane over to Oahu and visit my old stopping grounds. Well, again, it was a great game, one of the better Super Bowls we have seen. Great having the drama there. We're glad the Kansas City Chiefs won, and uh, can't wait to see the new Super Bowl ring. That should be pretty spectacular as well. Thank you for being so gracious coming on our show every time we have asked. We really appreciate that. I know a lot of fans were happy for you. Congratulations again, and hopefully you'll do it again next year. Yeah, thank you. Love talking with you all. Um, I appreciate you having me on the show, and, and until next time. All right. Thank you, Marcus. We appreciate it. And that is Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl champion, Marcus Kemp, joining us here on ESPN Honolulu via the Aloha Kia hotline. At Aloha Kia, you know a guy. I, I would like to hear that I didn't know he was the, the rep for the uh, the team rep coming over to Maui. Interesting. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's really uh, that that'd be uh, interesting to ask him about. I didn't know that either. I was surprised Next to time, hear that. I guess. Yeah, all right, it's a quarter to seven with the animals here on ESPN Honolulu. Time for our uh, bulletin board, and uh, let's see here. Hey, you know what? According to Feeding America, one in ten people face hunger issues, while one in six of our keiki here go hungry. So we're asking if you can please give to the Hawaii Food Bank. Visit hawaiifoodbank.org. A message from Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union and ESPN Honolulu. All right, uh, update. Tiger Woods now at the Genesis Invitational has improved to two under uh, today. Justin Thomas is, I believe he is two under as well, his playing partner. And uh, the other, uh, the third in his group, Rory McIlroy, still five under, having a hard time getting a birdie. But uh, we'll keep you updated here. Also, uh, we will get a word from uh, Coach Rich Hill around 12 noon. They're going to make a decision on what they're going to do with Rainbow Baseball. Um, for tonight on opening night. All right, Matt is calling from L.A., so either he's in Los Angeles or Lower Iaea, we're not sure. <laughs> Good morning, Matt. Thank you for calling in. Good morning, Chris. Uh, I can confirm that I am not in Lower Iaea. If I was, I'd probably get some uh, Iaea Manapua. Um, <laughs> uh, just, uh, yeah, just out here in L.A., just wanted to say good morning to you guys and uh Gary, I hope Chris isn't giving you a hard time. Uh, he is. I, I was. I, 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 ah, shoot. I, Chris, I was. I. I told you to be nicer to Gary this year, and uh, but I have I been. I have been. Well. He has been nicer, <laughs> I, and he's still giving me a hard time. For him, it's really nice, uh, but it's still way below the standards of what. Anyway, I only give him a hard time off the air now instead of on the air and off the air. Uh, I don't know about that. That's progress, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I just just wanted to say thank you to you, to you guys at the station for uh, allowing me to um, 
contribute some uh, motorsport articles uh, to the station, and uh, hopefully everyone in Hawaii has been able to check out my motorsport minutes with Matty G uh, article series. And um, yeah, again, just really, really privileged to be able to write for you guys, and um, hopefully getting people talking more about motorsports this weekend, especially with the Daytona 500 coming up. Wow. Okay. Is that at ESPNHonolulu.com? Yes, it is. It's an ESPN Honolulu exclusive. All right. Oh, cool. Very good. Hey, we'll check it out. And we'll, we'll, you'll be our correspondent from here on out. Thanks, Matt. Thanks. All right. Nothing wrong with the calling up and giving yourself a little plug. i got to find out where that is. We have a newly designed uh, website. By the way, check out, the, if you want to order, if you want an ESPN Honolulu shirt, uh, in partnership with the gang at High Life, we've got some beautiful uh, choices. If you want an ESPN uh, Honolulu T-shirt, you can check it out online. But uh, check out our website; it's very cool. Oh, you know what I should mention too? Since I'm just looking at our website, they got uh, a big event called Aloha. From are we supposed to be doing something else right now? I'm going off on a tangent. No, we're okay. Yeah, Aloha from Aloha Stadium. We mentioned a little bit about this, but uh, it's an event coming up on February 25th. I'm going to be there. I'm not sure you're able to make yeah. it or not, but I'd love yeah, to be with have you. you join me. It's going to be good fun. And uh, it's um, from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. And there's uh, the folks at Barefoot League are going to have be conducting kind of field activities. I'm guessing for kids. I'm guessing it's for kids. Uh, photo ops. Selfie ops with current and former UH football players. So they have some former players, and Coach Timmy Chang and his uh, players will be down there. Uh, there'll be giveaways and vendors and entertainment and uh, food and drink and an unguided tour of the Hawaii Sports Hall of Fame. Um, it's not really a tour. It's a wall that you kind of look at, but it's very cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you haven't seen it, it's really cool. And then uh, the, you can look at event memorabilia from the past 47 years. Now, I've seen some posters and things like that that they have up. I imagine it's more than just the posters that they have up uh, around the offices. I imagine this is maybe a little more. But here's some, I've never heard of this. The, the old Queen Street Stadium Museum. Where would that be? We've been in and out of that stadium for years. The old Queen Street Stadium Museum. We can check that out. Yeah. Maybe there's a bunch of old stuff and they stuck it in a room somewhere for people to look at. I'm guessing that... Can we call Samantha Spain? Say that again, Tanner. From last, from what I remember correctly, I think it's actually kind of near Kakako. You know where the H Mart is? It's about two blocks uh, down from there. They have that store. No, but this is no, but this is going to be at Aloha Stadium. Oh, the old Queen Street Stadium Museum. Huh. They, have, they have a Queen Street store that they have memorabilia that they sell there. It looks pretty cool. I follow them on Instagram. That's I think what uh, Tanner's talking about. Oh, okay, but I guess there's something. Something's going to be at yeah. uh, the stadium anyway. So cool. check it out. Uh, you got to get tickets. It's at alohastadium.hawaii.gov. That's kind of long, but alohastadium.hawaii.gov. I bet if you just Google Aloha to Aloha Stadium, I'm sure you can find uh, something. Or go to our website for details at uh, espnhonolulu.com and check out uh, Maddie's uh, his uh, race car driving articles too. We'll be right back with our top stories next on ESPN Honolulu. 
All right, top stories today. Rainbow Warrior Volleyball victorious at home against Concordia University Irvine. Not sure they're good or not, but they got Irvine in their name, so they can't be all that bad. Demi Muclius and uh, Cole Hoagland, 10 slam downs. Excuse me. Demi had 20 slam downs. Cole had 10. Uh, Spiros Hakas, 16 to lead the way for the Rainbow Warriors. But it took them four sets, Gary. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, really disappointed with that, that there wasn't a sweep. And the, I'm sure the fans wanted to leave, you know, about 8.30 like they <laughs> normally do after a sweep. They'll probably get the sweep tonight. I'll, I'll predict that and go out on a limb. Or, you know, it's a chance maybe to get some more depth out there. But Brett Sheward, uh, he did uh, fill in for Jakob Tella. Uh, Jakob Tella not injured, but just taking uh, – doing some uh, load management on uh, Charlie Wade's point uh, behalf. So uh, check out the game. If you can't be down at Simplify Arena at the Stan Sheriff Center, you can hear it on uh, – Let's. who knows what it's going to be on. Is it going to be – check check both stations, CBS 1500, or uh, it might be on uh, ESPN Honolulu. Depending on the weather, we don't know what's going to go on. So uh, we did hear back from Rich Hill. Other Really the biggest headline – is the weather today uh we are going to have some thunderstorms they are calling for uh more rain this afternoon really for today and tomorrow i mean if you depending on what weather forecast you look at this weather we're going to have for the next week but uh anyway um there was a flood watch in effect for 6 p.m so are the rainbow warrior uh baseball team gonna have opening night tonight at les Morikami stadium well coach hill says we'll know for sure at 12 noon so be listening to kanoa Leahy and his friends on uh, let's talk sports with kanoa Leahy at noon today to find out uh chris and i were pretty well we were joking about how disappointing it was to win in force as a texter said just be happy with the win a win is a win we were just having fun with that we're happy with the win even oh, if no. it wasn't force <laughs> i think wade get rid of that guy get rid of that bum capono fay for head coach he dropped one twenty-five to twenty-two to Irvine <laughs> while resting players. You should be ashamed of yourself. Another coach who won't join the show because the Chris is coming up. <sighs> All right, other top uh, headlines here: Rainbow Warrior and Wahine basketball teams. They go at it against Long Beach State tomorrow. Big games for both teams. Uh, first of four in eight days, and it's not going to be an easy task for the men because for the men on the road with Long Beach State Saturday, Bakersfield Sun- Monday shouldn't be that difficult on paper, but it's a road game. But then you come home and you got Riverside and Irvine Thursday and Saturday, the third and fourth game. It, the Irvine game on senior night on the 25th is now a 5 p.m. start. It's going to be on uh, national TV with ESPN2. But that, that's a tough stretch. Those three games in four days, three of them against teams who are either right behind Hawaii, like a half game with Long Beach, or two teams right ahead of Hawaii. That will go a long way, and it's easy to say to determine where they'll finish in the regular season standings. For the Wahine, right, uh, trying to get back in the first place with a uh, win over Long Beach State, who's in first right now. So are the Wahine. Yeah. Yes, they are. You get you get what I did there? Uh, remember what um, 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 the last remember caller when, said? Remember, said off nice the air, remember off the air today I told you to stop saying Wahine? I didn't say Wahine. I said Wahine. No, you didn't. Oh, yes, I Play did. back the tape, oh, please. You're offending people. You're, the, our friend in L.A. is going to be very upset with the way you're treating me, as well as many uh, others. Matty G, hey, folks, check it out. I was just checking out ESPNHonolulu.com. Click on Stories. 
uh, and uh, check out all the uh, if you want to get if you're into motorsports, Matty G's got it at ESPN Honolulu. Very good stuff. I see here we got a text, and I don't know who it's from. I'd like more information. Uh, it says motorsports the uh, regarding motorsports. The National Enduro Fest Series is coming to Kahuku in March, uh, featuring top mainland riders. So I'm. Uh, uh, do you know what an enduro is? No, I don't. I'm not gonna. Yeah, no. I figured. I figured. It, do you? It has to deal with sports. Sure, I do. Can you tell your dog to stop I barking? Know. It's Moki, quite distracting. I told you to stop that. Don't you? <laughs> that shut Moki. up. You, you know, my grandmother would wash your mouth out with soap for saying that. Be, be quiet. quiet. Be quiet, Moki. Anyway, so uh, enduro is like a motorcycle that you can go on the land and the uh, dirt. Oh, I, I really didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. I'm just uh, showing off. <laughs> I'd like more information on that. That's kind of interesting. Actually, maybe, it is, it's, yeah. maybe it's only to me. I'm not sure. But anyway, thank you for texting. If you've got more info on that, uh, let us know. The um, Going on right now, uh, the Genesis Invitational. Uh, you can catch a live stream at ESPN Plus or ESPN.com. Uh, just by chance, I guess it was a random chance, they're doing a drawing, and Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, and Justin Thomas all ended up in the same group. I, I found that what a coincidence that was. <laughs> anyway, uh, checking out the leaderboard, last time we looked, Rory McIlroy was five under, and he's having a pretty good day. Uh, he is still at five under through nine holes now tiger woods birdie his last three holes yesterday and uh today he was uh two under at last check along with um their playing partner justin thomas so i'm just scouring the uh the uh leaderboard as things are constantly changing here and um i don't see tiger woods there he is tiger woods is still two under uh again through nine and uh, you can check it out at uh, ESPN Plus right now. But so, um, hey, man, I mean, Tiger Woods is six strokes back. Keith Mitchell is, is the leader, by the way. Max Homa is uh, second at seven under. Rombo and Colin Morikawa are six under for the tournament. Rory's right behind him, tied for fifth. But, you know, Tiger's six strokes back. You know, you don't, I don't, nobody expects him to win. But uh, he's, you know, I mean, he, top 10 finish, that would be pretty special. Making the cut would, I mean, it sounds weird to say that, but making the cut would be an accomplishment because wasn't it mm. the last tournament, I believe he missed the cut the last time he was in action, right? Yeah, he's a lot healthier looking now. Mm. I, I'm detecting a little bit of a limp, but uh, he looks a lot healthier now. I don't know. Who knows how he is really doing, but I would, exp- I, I, I would think the Tiger would to make the cut. I hope that and more. I hope he's in contention on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Masters not that far away, two months from now. All right. uh, Other headlines we're uh, looking at. It's the start of the NBA All-Star Weekend. It starts at, uh, is it today on uh, TNT? Yeah, they've got like the Celebrity All-Star Game and some of those other activities that go on and everything. Tomorrow, Slam Dunk Contest, Three-Point Shooting Contest, Guild Challenge. they got a lot of stuff. It's I, Again, I have some interest in it, but not a ton. But it's still it's kind of cool to see some of this. The celebrity thing is sometimes fun. Well, who's in the, uh, in the uh, celebrity game? What celebrities should we be looking for? 
I'm going to find out. I have not seen a list as of yet, but I will find out one in the next minute or two. It's almost like the, they have the uh, softball game right before the Major League Baseball All-Star game, and they'll have some celebrities we know and some you and I are you're like, who's that? Who's that? Okay, okay here, here's how it's going to work. They've got Team Ryan against Team Dwayne. Who's Ryan? Well, Dwayne Wade, I believe, is it's in Salt Lake right. City. Dwayne Wade's a part owner of the Utah Jazz now, so I believe that's for him. For Ryan, I'm not sure who that is either. All right. Well, anyway, somebody named Ryan. It's not important. I guess it's a player or something like that. Who knows? Okay, on one of the teams, I'm trying to uh, – Ryan Smith. Okay, so he's the Utah Jazz governor and honorary captain. That's why we don't know Ryan him. Smith. Okay, so Ryan's uh, – it looks like Kane Brown – He's a, 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 a musician. Country Corday, music. Corday, a rapper, is going to be. I don't know these people. Diamond DeShields from the WNBA is on this team. Calvin Johnson, of course, uh, Megatron, right? Yeah. Marcus Mion, a TV host. The Miz from the WWE is going to be on playing basketball. Get this. Albert Pujols uh, is going to be. In the NBA All-Star Game, actor Everett Osborne, uh, a rapper called Ozuna, Guillermo Rodriguez. Uh, oh, Guillermo from Jimmy Kimmel Live. Yeah. And actress, uh, actor, actress, I'm not sure, Sinqua Walls. Is that a boy or a girl? Um, he, it's or are a boy. you even allowed it's to a ask guy. that? It's okay. a guy. On Dwayne Wade's team, you have Nikki Jam, some kind of Latin uh, music icon. Jesser. <laughs> Was a content creator. Is that like an influencer? <laughs> Sounds like yes, it could sir. be. Oh, uh, Simu Liu, the actor. Simu Liu. Remember him? No. What, what was that the, was superhero movie he was in, uh, Tanner? Shank. Sung-chi. Hassan Minhaj, a comedian. DK Metcalf and his guns are going to be on the court. And uh, somebody named 21 Savage, a rapper and recording artist. Uh, let's see. Alex Toussaint, Peloton coach and Puma athlete will be there. Mr. It few looks people. like a lot of people that aren't. Yeah, it looks like there's not a lot of super famous people. No, there are 21 aren't. Savage, I would say, is one of the more famous rappers right now. Uh, thank you, Tanner. We need your input on this. You need, I, got you, I got you for the current event stuff. Isn't Ken, Ken, uh, I think I'm excited to see Calvin Johnson. Simu Liu is also fun. Because not only was he yeah. that, he was in Kim's Convenience, a really funny uh, sitcom, which is hilarious. It's, it's if the you best, ever, in if my you opinion. ever want to see, yeah, if you ever want to see a hilarious sitcom, and it's on what is it on Netflix, right? I think so. Yeah, Netflix. Uh, Kim's Convenience. It's about a Korean convenience store owner in Canada, and Simu Liu uh, plays the son. This is before he became a big Hollywood actor, but uh, that that show is. That show is really, really funny. I mean, the, I love the dad and the mom the most. The dad is the best show. character. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, there you go. No Justin Bieber. No, no, nobody like that in this. Yeah, no, well, Justin in Bieber was in Hawaii for a couple of weeks, by the way. So he's probably too busy having fun down here. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he was spotted right. at Punahou Carnival. Yeah, I heard about that. I wonder if he got parking or if he had to walk six blocks. <laughs> Probably used Uber. 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 <laughs> you okay there, Dickman? Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that right. doesn't seem like must-watch TV, you know, to me. Well, yeah. To I me, guess, at least. Yes, I mean, 
could be fun. I mean, if I'm if I'm if I'm uh, you know if I'm uh, channel surfing, I might stop on it for a few minutes. But uh, anyway, so that's at the start of NBA All Star Weekend. I'm really looking forward though to Nikki Jam. Huh? <laughs> Get the DVR I, set. I don't know what I'm actually. You know what I'm looking? Guillermo. From Jimmy yeah. Kimmel. I yeah. mean, that guy's got to be—he's got to be hilarious, right? I would think so. In a basketball uniform. Anyway, so it's the start of NBA All Star Weekend this weekend. Happy birthday to Michael Jordan, who turned sixty today. Uh, he is uh, considered to be one of the best NBA basketball players of all time. Why? Uh, one of the worst. One of the uh, worst baseball players of all time. But uh, Jim Brown is celebrating his eighty-seventh birthday today. Of course, Jim Brown, nine-time Pro Bowler, could have been more if he didn't get into the acting business, right? Yep, yep, great lacrosse player as well in high school and college. And uh, I, I didn't think he was 87. I guess it makes sense, of course, but uh, uh, he's one of the legends. Of course, I don't think Michael Jordan was one of the worst baseball players. He wasn't one of the best. just shows how he tough just it is. Hit a, I guess couldn't hit a curveball or something. I mean, anyway. He was out there like Tim Tebow for the Mets. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think Tim Tebow was a better baseball player than Michael Jordan. Tim Tebow was actually up, like, hit some home runs and stuff. Not in the major leagues. Well, did he play in, at all in the – didn't he go to – he was in spring training. Yeah, but I'm saying that Michael I – mean, he didn't go any further than Michael Jordan. He played in AAA, but Michael – he wouldn't – if he was that much better, he would have been in the major leagues. Well, Michael Jordan, what was he? What level did he make it to? I, double. I think he. I think he was mostly in Double A with Birmingham yeah. for the White Sox. I, I think mean, he might have spent a little yeah. time with Triple A, but mostly in Double A. You know, if they were smart back then, whether he was good enough to be or not, you send him to Triple A because you can get the attendance. And the Mets said one of the reasons they signed him was to maybe help in attendance for the minor leagues and if he joined the parent club. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so happy birthday to Jim Brown, Michael Jordan, and happy birthday to you if you're celebrating today. It's the Sports Animals here on ESPN Honolulu. Like we mentioned, Rainbow Warrior and Wahine basketball are uh, coming up Saturday and Monday. Uh, tomorrow, uh, the men and the ladies face Long Beach State. Josh Pacheco is the voice of Rainbow Wahine and uh, Rainbow Warrior volleyball. He joins us next year Not on volleyball. ESPN Honolulu. Did I just say that? Yes. You know why? I'm looking at, at something that says call the coach with Charlie <laughs> Wade. I'm reminded to call the coach with Charlie Wade is coming up on Tuesday. Ask him about that big loss yesterday <laughs> in the set number two, 25 to 22. Anyway, uh, Charlie Wade, call the coach with Charlie Wade. If you're a volleyball fan, come on down to Ruby Tuesday, Moanalua, and support the program. Uh, I know you guys are going to be there. we got prizes to give away. Great specials at Ruby Tuesday. And uh, we've got some giveaways. I mentioned that. So it's 6 to 7 p.m. Tuesday, Ruby Tuesday in the Moanalua Shopping Center from ESPN Honolulu. All right, let's play a little, uh, since we're in the rain, play a little drinking game. How many times Gary Dickman says, Wahini. Oh, I'm sorry, we're on the air. Uh-huh. <laughs> Glad you amused yourself. Hey, it's, it's the weather. Hey, coming up in uh, three hours and 39 minutes, the decision. Rich Hill at noon will be announcing uh, what's going on with uh, Rainbow Baseball tonight. 
joining us now. Are we having him on to talk about Rainbow Baseball or Rainbow Warrior Volleyball? I mean, Rainbow Warrior Basketball. Oh, gosh, man. I, well, if you read the email, it says basketball. Oh, okay. Josh Prosecco joins us now via the Aloha Kia hotline. Hi, Josh. Good to have you on. I know the, I know, baseball and the decision on the game tonight uh, has a lot of implications for you and your immediate future uh, because you got basketball tomorrow. So let's talk some basketball first. And I just want to spend a couple of maybe just one minute talking about last Saturday. I know you get to talk to Iran after basically every basketball game. And often, especially lately, I heard him say last week, you know, he's tired of saying the same thing about not putting together 40 minutes. You've been at every single game this year. Why, in your opinion, haven't they been able to? put together two consistent halves often enough, more often than they have. I mean, wait, if, before before I answer that question, I thought I was here to talk about Rainbow Warrior Lacrosse. Uh, who, <laughs> that too. Who, who, That's somebody going to give me the memo? Uh, yeah. No, I mean, the... I. I I don't know what the answer is, and and I think that's something that the coaching staff, I think, is is also trying to figure out. I mean, there is really no answer to why you can't put together two halves of basketball. It has happened, I think, so few times. I could, I'd, I'd probably say the most recent two halves of basketball this team has put together is probably on the road at Cal Poly. Mm. Um, you know, it, it it really comes down to, and, and coach will put the onus on on himself. Uh, and and his coaching staff will follow that up with with his players. And I still remember before that Cal Poly game that he challenged some of those guys and said, hey, you know, to you, to you, to you, we need you. Uh, you know, this team needs you if we want to be successful. And I, and, I, and I feel like that's part of, you know, you, you raise that challenge. These guys kind of answer that. I mean, the, the, the preparation is there. The, the effort is there. I, I think nobody questions that. Uh, but it comes down to the execution and dialing in for a full 40 minutes. And uh, and I think that's the thing that probably you'd say is the most disappointing is that you haven't had that 40-minute complete dial-in of execution, especially uh, you know on, on the defensive end where we've seen a few more lapses there, but offensively. And I, and I know that's where everybody asks that question. Why does this team struggle so much? offensively and uh, I credit opposing defenses Gary I, I think you know we've seen sure. a lot of uh, a lot of opposing defenses really key in on Hawaii on the perimeter Hawaii's three-point shooting which was great to start the year has really kind of been somewhat absent in in Big West conference play as teams have really kind of keyed in on the outside part of the inside out game Um but I think also this team has to work a little quicker uh, offensively. We've seen at times where we will see the ball go to post and then it gets stagnant. This offense has to be predicated on movement. It has to be credited, uh, you know, predicated on, on, on executing good screens, uh, good cuts away from the ball. We've seen at, at times great plays on backdoor cuts, guys sagging behind the defense and finding openings to the rim. And where this offense gets quiet is when all that stuff kind of goes away. The screens aren't set well. There's too much dribbling in the perimeter, and there's not a lot of, uh, you know, of, of, of careful, of precise movement. And that's where they need to get back to offensively if they want to be a little bit better and playing off offensively at least a, a good 40 minutes of basketball. You know, as those topics come up, or well, the topic of 40 consistent minutes, still, when I look at the big picture, 18 and 8 and 9 and 5 is not too bad. Still, we know that they may be underachieved, but they could be even a little bit better if they were maybe a little bit more consistent. Mm -hmm. One more t uh, point on the 
game or the season up to this point. This has been brought up to me. We, uh, Jerome DeRosier and myself have brought it up on Countdown, the tip-off. I'm sure you and Derek Lowe have, but the minutes. And, you know, two, three weeks ago, a lot of the starters were playing 35 minutes or so a game. Last Saturday, Noel Coleman did not get a breather. He played all 40 minutes. Jovan played basically 32 minutes. Not quite as much, maybe. The other guys were even less. I know Bernardo was in foul trouble a couple of times. But do you think maybe fatigue is a factor at all? Um, I think it can be a factor for a lot of teams. I mean, let's hmm. let's look at, at Hawaii's situation. Beyond Riley had missed the last couple of games with a, a left leg injury. Uh, and and what they've been lost, what they have lost, uh, even going back to, to Munoz and, and Lotto, is they have lost a, a backup two. And then without Beyond Riley, you, you kind of lose now a backup three slash backup four, which means, yeah, there is there's more that is asked of of Noel Coleman because can you afford to have him off the floor and lose that offense um, in favor of having both Justice Jackson and uh, and Cody Williams on the floor? You know we haven't seen Von McClanahan I think as um, as dynamic offensively. He's put in so much work here over the last couple of months that. They have needed a breather to protect him, I think, defensively and to try to have energy for him late in games. But unfortunately, with some of those losses, um, you're thin at two and you're thin at three. And so that does mean you've seen more of Samuta Vea, I think, in the last couple of weeks. And you have had to see a lot of Noel Coleman. And at times uh, when some of that weight has been shifted, when McClanahan has been good, that's given the opportunity to have Coleman rest maybe a minute here, a, a minute there. So a lot of it is based on depth. It's been it's been the topic that everybody has talked about really since the beginning of the year, that as we get here closer to the end of the Big West year, those minutes decisions become even more paramount based on the current depth of the team. Charles Pacheco joining us here on ESPN Honolulu via the Aloha Kia Hotline. We'll hopefully hear him for baseball tonight, but we will hear him for basketball tomorrow on the road against Long Beach State. I want to get to that in just a second. I want to pass along a text question we just got, and I've been asked this, but I want to get your take on this. Is Juan Munoz going to play again this year? I know he's been trying to, but what have you heard? Um, I, he's been trying to. I, I think candidly, um, you know, coaches say, hey, you know, they, they appreciate you know, the, the effort that he's been putting in. He's been ahead of schedule. Um, you know, he's, he's clearly out of the walking boot. I mean, he has been, I, I think, much farther ahead than you would expect. I don't think there is an expectation for him to play. Uh, I think they'd be pleasantly surprised if he would be good to go, but the timeline is just so tough. I mean, conference tournament time is three weeks away. I don't know that he would get to that point, but credit Munoz. I mean, he has worked so hard to even give himself a chance just to be in that conversation. We've seen him you know, throwing up shots with one leg uh, a, a while back, right. and he has been around the team, not on the road. He's not with them on the road, but he's been around the team at home. He's been putting in a lot of effort, and he's been credited for that, but I don't know that the timeline is favorable for him uh, to get back on the floor. Okay, let's talk about what's ahead, and what's ahead immediately is tomorrow's game, the first of four in eight days. We saw that in January against Long Beach State, 2 p.m. tip-off, 1 p.m. countdown the tip-off on ESPN Honolulu. Hawaii defeated them a little over a month ago by nine here at the Stan Sheriff Center. From what I see in the box scores for Long Beach State, no Joel Murray, and I think that's a significant loss, yet without Joel Murray, Long Beach State is having a pretty good season. They're still dangerous. They still score a lot. They're averaging about 78 or nine points a game. They 
have a really good shooting team at 45%. Actually, 77 is what they're scoring. This game concerns me as far as the standings looking at the big picture because there's not a lot of basketball left, just five games left in the season, or six games left in the season. Yeah, the, the concerning part is there are really no games that Hawaii can afford to lose because there is a chance that Hawaii could fall as low as seven uh, when it when it comes to seeding. And that means if you fall down to seven, you're playing – on that opening day of the Big West tournament instead of uh, being able to, to rest up until Thursday. So all of these games are, are must-haves. You go back to that first meeting, and I think what stands out from that first meeting is, as you know, yeah, no Murray, but also um, Marcus Sahonis came back for Long Beach State in that first meeting. He had been injured for a good chunk of time. He came back, and he has offensively picked himself up. Um, you know, he had a career effort in a triple overtime game a couple of weeks ago. Sohonis, you know, now averaging 15.4 points per game. He's kind of found his rhythm that he's needed to have uh, to go along with the uh, Triore, uh, the Triores. I was about to say Triore brothers, but they're not related. But the Triores, right. um, you know, that, that makes Long Beach State very dangerous. And I think I've said to you and others, you know, there are two teams in particular that are maybe not near the top of the standings and maybe not at the bottom, but are the two most dangerous teams in the Big West. And that is Long Beach State and it is Cal State Fullerton. Fullerton has beaten Hawaii twice. We've seen that. And Long Beach State is capable of beating anybody based on just individual effort alone. So, you know, a- absolutely. Um, Long Beach State is even more dangerous, I think, in this game tomorrow, not just being at home, but with a more healthy Marcus Sohonis than they were when they faced Hawaii uh, last month. That makes that matchup even more intriguing. And I, I know you don't want to look ahead, but I'll just say Cal State Bakersfield with low numbers, still competitive, finding ways to beat teams, even though they are near the bottom of the standings. We saw how close they were with Hawaii the first time around in a, in a three-point game with just right. nine players active. This mm. is um, this is a really quirky road trip uh, with Long Beach State and, and, and CSU Bakersfield. And uh, none of these games, I think, are gimmies uh, given Hawaii's situation. So it'll be interesting to watch coming up this weekend how it works out. And with Long Beach State, they rebound the ball really well. I mean, 42 rebounds a game, basically. One thing that seems a little unique for Long Beach State, because they seem to be the team every year, no matter who's on their roster, where they're not so structured or disciplined as maybe some other teams. More of a street game, almost. It's one of the ways I describe it. But they're averaging about 15 assists a game, which is a little bit unlike Long Beach State. They are dangerous at home, as you said. Uh, I do want to ask you about the road trip, because when Hawaii played four in eight days in January, they played the first two games at home so they'll play at Bakersfield on Monday as you said and then it's a really quick turnaround they'll come back and they've got that game on uh, Thursday and the last homestand Riverside and Irvine that's not going to get any easier as well no not at all um, you know Hawaii has the four and eight uh, some of the other mainland teams or, or continent teams they've got a, a different stretch where it's uh, you know a, a four and like a 10 day span because for example Long Beach State they played on Wednesday Hawaii didn't have to play on Wednesday mm. they played at UC Riverside they go Saturday and then they go right back into their regular rotation with the, uh, the the Thursday, Saturday after that. So, you know, for Long Beach State, this is a, a, a difficult part of the front stretch. For Hawaii, the front stretch is kind of the, the, the typical. But you're right, coming back out of that with UC Riverside and UC Irvine at home with little time to prepare. And we know what that road trip was like when Hawaii played them uh, back in January. The loss at Irvine, the bounce back win, which was so huge against UC Riverside. Um you know that that will that 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 homestand and this road trip too. But I think that homestand, given Hawaii's situation, I think will tell us a lot about where they end up slotting in the Big West. 
As you said, you can't afford to really lose any games, and that is definitely the case at this point of the season. We know they're capable, and we'll mm-hmm. hope for the best starting tomorrow against Long Beach State. We'll hear you about one fifty in the afternoon tomorrow. Josh, hopefully we'll hear you tonight as well for <laughs> Rainbow Warrior Baseball. We'll have to wait and see on that. Thanks again for your time this morning. I'm still waiting for that Rainbow Warrior lacrosse question, but uh, no, uh, we'll, we'll see. By noon, maybe before, depending on the weather uh, with what Rich Hill decides or what Hawaii decides. So uh, we'll see. Here in downtown, it is... Is, uh, it is overcast and it is uh, kind of wet, but the forecast is somewhat favorable for Saturday into, into Sunday. So we'll, we'll see how this plays out if we go Friday through Sunday or a Saturday through Monday, as has been uh, rumored the last couple of days. So we'll see. Thank you, Gary. All right. Thanks, Josh. And Josh Pacheco joining us here on ESPN Honolulu via the Aloha Kia Hotline. See ya in a Kia. So hopefully good weather for the weekend, but tonight still not sure. We'll hear news later on about the game tonight, whether it'll be played or not. Yeah, I'm not seeing that Saturday is going to be, uh, you know, a cleared up day. Uh, well, according at least to the Doppler. But, uh, hey, we'll see. You know, crazy things are happening. They're not, you know, for the past two days before this, Wednesday and Thursday, I'm like, hey, scatter isolated thunderstorms. Well, we didn't have any. So uh, hopefully, see, what we need here is wind. We need the wind to push this thing over. That's one of the problems is the winds are very light, and it's not happening. Now, speaking of lacrosse, you know what Hawaii should have? They should have a wrestling team. That's what Hawaii should have. We used to have one. Oh, at UH? It, yeah. So, I mean, a wrestling team, there's, there's not a lot of expense to wrestling, right? You, yeah. I mean, your biggest expense is the mat, right? When was that? When did they have a wrestling team? You know what, like oh, decade or? Oh, I don't, I don't, I couldn't tell you. I know that they used to have one, maybe in the seventies or something, oh, maybe wow. in the sixties or seventies or something like that. I don't know, but anyway, I was just uh, mentioning that. All right, uh, we'll get an update on uh, what Tiger Woods, uh, it, where Tiger Woods is at at the Genesis uh, Invitational. That's coming up next year with the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu. 92.7 FM and 14:20 AM. Growler Hawaii is the place to be on Wednesday. That's right. It's going to be good fun. Uh, the really big road show number eight is going to be going on from five to seven PM. All live on location guests, including a legendary basketball uh, player from the Fab Five, Jerome Freeman. Bob Coolen's going to be there. Uh, state champ coach Dan Hale, and just added to the list. Uh, tennis stud Andre Iligan from uh, University of Hawaii uh, Tennis. All live on location. Join us down there, won't you? From ESPN Honolulu. Good morning, 841. Weather today, uh, thunderstorms. we got afternoon rain. Really the forecast for the next couple of days, a flood watch in effect until tomorrow at 6 p.m. Uh, that is the latest. Genesis Invitational going on. Tiger Woods had a good showing yesterday. He finished the day at five, uh, excuse me, five behind the leader. Right now, currently through 10 holes, he is uh, six behind the leader. But um, Tiger Woods is at two under today uh along with xander shafle uh hideki matsuyama tony finau jordan smith smith jordan spieth is uh uh they're all plus one today they're struggling a little bit uh you've got um 
from a good friend of mine, Sahith Thigala and Scotty Scheffler. They're three under. Ricky Fowler, three under and uh, six back from the lead. I lied. Tiger Woods is seven back from the lead. Kevin uh, Keith Mitchell leads at um, nine under, followed by uh, Morikawa and Max Homa at seven under. John Rahm is at six under. Rory and uh, Jonathan Vegas, along with Cooch, are five under. I was kind of scrambled. I had it, my notes kind of written all over the place. I apologize about that. About that, but kind of a you know, uh, Tiger Woods at two under, Ricky Fowler at three under. That's nice to see. Ricky Fowler is doing uh, well so far this year. And I believe he's part of the Netflix documentary called Full Swing. Have you seen any of that yet? No, I saw the uh, the adver- the advertisement for it, but I have not uh, watched it yet. I've read really good things about it. I'd like to see that, but I just premiered on Netflix in the last, I don't know, week or so, but it sounds pretty interesting about the PGA yeah. Tour. I'm watching Bloodline. Have you heard about this this uh, story, this series? I, I've heard. I haven't seen it, but I've, I've seen it. Sissy yes. SpaceX in it and uh, other people who, who you don't know their names, but you look at them and go, oh, I've seen that guy on TV a bunch of times. Anyway, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, the show, the old show Dallas. Oh, I watched you that. You know? Yeah, influential family and all the, uh, the the weird stuff that goes on with them. But anyway, uh, that's not why we're here. We're really here today to celebrate National Cabbage Day. Now, cabbage, by the way, has been around for 4,000 years. It was the French explorer Jacques Cartier who first brought cabbage to the Americas in 1541. What a nice gesture. It's been a smelly place ever since. All those French. Anyway, celebrate National Cabbage Day. Hey, today would be a good day for corned beef and cabbage down at Murphy's. Yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, every day is a good day for that. Yeah, there you go. All right. It's uh, quarter to uh, uh, nine here with the sports animals on ESPN Honolulu. Don't forget, call the coach with Charlie Wade coming up Tuesday, 6 p.m., Ruby Tuesday, Moanalua. Lots of prizes to give away. Super-duper specials uh, on your dinner and uh, we'll have a lot of fun. So uh, come on down, join Charlie Wade. And uh, if you're a volleyball fan, prove it. Go support the program. Call the coach. Ruby Tuesday, Tuesday with ESPN Honolulu. Jason Dygert's going to join us for Golf Tech, uh, from Golf Tech Honolulu in a second. But it's time, real quick, uh, to do our drawing for the, uh, uh, the, the, the big uh, weekly ticket giveaway here with the Sports Animals in the Morning. Coming up March 18th at the Waikiki Shell. It is Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Everybody who won this week qualifies for a pair of tickets. And uh, we just did the, uh, the big high-tech drawing right now in the studio. Who did we get, Tanner? Clinton from Kailua. Clinton from Kailua, congratulations to you. Uh, you are going to go see Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Folks, if you want to get your tickets, Ticketmaster.com is the place to go. But, again, uh, good show at the Shell. All right, uh, joining us now on the Aloha Kia Hotline. Wanted to get him in for a few minutes because he thought of this this morning because it's raining. And if you're going to go play golf, you're probably going to get rained out, or maybe you just don't want to go into the weather. So you can play virtual golf at Golf Tech Honolulu. Our guy, Jason Digert back on the line with us. How's it, uh, Jason? How are you? 
It's a beautiful day. <laughs> uh, I am good, Chris, Gary. Thanks for having me. How's it going? On. Hey, okay, good so a, a little while ago, late last year, you guys transformed one of the rooms there uh, and, and turned it from golf instruction to virtual golf. And uh, we got a chance to visit there uh, a couple of times. But tell folks what that virtual golf is all about at Golf Tech. Cool. Yes, thank you. You uh, you were gracious enough to come down and, and hit a few shots on here, Chris. That was great. Uh, <laughs> virtual golf. We are uh, Golf Tech's been down here on 510 PE Coy since 2007 doing golf instruction and custom club fitting. Last year, we added a virtual golf bay to our center where it's a private room up to, you know, bring your foursome down. You can play some of the best golf courses using foresight sports technology. Uh, private room, book it, uh, come down, play some of the best courses. BYOB, a nice uh, option to have if you get rained out on a day like today or or. You know, a lot of people will come down and just use it for you know watching the game while they play some golf. Yeah, we got the, we got a big screen TV in there. Your refrigerator, your golf, and you can you can pick a bunch from a, you can play different courses and you can choose from some really famous courses like. Well, yes, we've got Torrey <laughs> Pines, Pebble Beach, Spyglass, St. Andrews. Valderrama, there's uh, uh, links at Spanish Bay. Yeah, a bunch of really cool golf courses. Um, if you played them, it's probably pretty cool to come and, and play it on a virtual screen where the image is projected onto the screen. Or if maybe you're maybe you're taking a golf trip to one of these courses and you'd like to get in and kind of see what it looks like before you go and play, or or maybe you just want to, you know play one of these famous golf courses and you can't fly to scotland it's it's very very cool so folks if you want more details uh you can call call and ask for jason he he might be uh, in a lesson with somebody but they can give you more details and uh hey it's something different you know and even if it's a even if it's not raining outside might be something fun to do with you and a few friends so jason anything you want to let folks know before we let you go well, yes. So our, our, it's uh, $85 uh, per hour. It usually takes a couple hours to play 18 holes. We are doing a ESPN special for your listeners. If they mention uh, ESPN show, then they'll get a discount on that and save over 10% on that. So it's hey, mention, that's, that's, mention that you heard it here. And, yeah. All right. Mention ESPN. Call in and go. I want to rent the room. And you split that between like four or five people or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's a, it uh, makes sense. It's cheaper than, uh, you know, what some of the tea times cost nowadays. I'll tell you that much. But, uh, yeah. Jason, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, we hope lots of folks call you at Golf Tech Honolulu right there on Kona Street by Ala Moana. Thank you. Stay dry, okay? Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right, my brother. Oh, Jason Tiger. And I forgot to ask him about what he thought about Tiger Woods. He's, you know, he's a, not only a great golf instructor and on all of that. And you've heard him over the years uh, on the radio here uh, with the the golf show we had with Steve Murray and Matt Hall. Oh my gosh, Matt Hall. Uh, Matt Hall. Matt. Sorry, Matthew Hall. 
Uh, we've heard them over the years. But uh, anyway, uh, check out the guys at Golf Tech. It's a good deal. They'll make your game better. I know, know that much for sure, but great personality. All right, got a few minutes left in the show, so we'll find out at 12 noon. Be listening to uh, Let's Talk Sports with Kanoa Leahy today at lunchtime, and uh, we'll fill you in on what's going on with the Rainbow Warrior baseball game. Is it going to go on tonight? Is it going to uh, kind of uh, clear up? Uh, we don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. I mean, here in the 96701 and across the street at the 96782, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I live right on the border, it's um, it's 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 cloudy, but uh, it's not raining. But the bad part about this is there's not a just a there's not a breath of wind. The Kona and Low, just they keep... call it, right? Say that again. The Kona Low. I don't think I've heard that term until this week. Oh, I never heard about that. So whatever it is, but basically it just leaves the storm to just kind of stay over you, you know, taunting you. <laughs> Should be a penalty for that, for taunting. <laughs> taunting you. The dogs are barking, the children are crying, and the storm just taunts us and laughs. <laughs> but at least we got Rainbow Wahine volleyball. And uh, that, that, no, Vo- volleyball, volleyball starts in September, or late August. <laughs> Thank <Chris>. you, Gary. <laughs> Rainbow Wahine basketball at Simplify Arena at the Stan Sheriff Center. Go, they need your support. Go on down there and support them. This is a tough cast. Let's be a tough crowd for them at the stand tonight. And remember, there's no—it's free seating. Tomorrow so night. Sit anywhere you. <laughs> tomorrow night. So, and I'm not even tired or anything. I just can't talk. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm just going to be quiet, and uh, we'll see you. Uh, well, we'll see you tomorrow at the basketball game. Tonight in volleyball. Say bye. Yeah. Bye. ESPN. Kaden.